Hi, I'm Chris Claremont. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics and hopefully reading one of mine. We will catch him up. All together. It's true. Together again, interesting. After the hours I spent editing and writing show, got those show notes. Those show notes well, were rough, right, for, bro? For the former, you're silly. For the latter, you don't do <laughs> I wrote show notes. Well, no, David wrote show notes. He wrote a sentence. He wrote two sentences last <laughs> Yeah, Vince is in here. Be thankful it's not coming up after this game. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> at, that, at that point, that's exactly what I was feeling. You know the reason why I do show notes, and it's not entirely for the sake of the listener. No, it, it's pretty selfish. I do show notes because it, it makes people find it easier to find our, our show. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Keywords. It's all about the keywords. <laughs> These days. <laughs> Welcome back, Vincenzo. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Oh, I'm kind of glad to be back. Nah, you had a good time in New York, right? Busy time, yeah. So good you didn't oh. even look me up. I knew it was coming. It, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, you came in a little over. <laughs> it's just too busy, dude. I, I, I thought I would have more time, but I didn't. You got to do what you got to do, dude. Yeah. And they did it's not make good. it easy. Everything was uh, not clustered. It was all across the town like i had to be on 32nd street at nine i had to be like at 78th at 10 30 it's like really so i oh, for real yeah i'd be jumping on on the subway like every chance i had sweet you and other peoples oh yeah a group yeah they knew besties you gonna start a podcast with them <laughs> i may have some children i don't know about Hey everybody, it's 11 o'clock comics, episode 291, and I am Vince B. Slacker, Hi, welcome Vince. back. Yay. And I'm Christopher Neesman. You are Christopher Neesman, I am David Price. Yeah, you are, and I'm in the middle of a 72-hour binge, bitches, because I'm Toronto's mayor, Rob Ford. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a lot more lucid. Current events. Dude, he uh, is fucking cray, right? He is, right? It's crack. I think we need to check Chris Farley's gravesite because he yeah, may still be alive. I mean, this may be the one and only time that the Canadians actually aren't playing a weak second fiddle to us in something. <laughs> they may actually have the craziest mayor ever. <sighs> Mary, Mary Summer's like, what the fuck, man? What did I do? I ever said it. I, I, I told some people on, or I posted on Facebook, yeah, I, I'm really thankful for this guy because he's done what no one has been able to do uh, for like the last uh, four years for me, and that is make me feel better about American politics. <laughs> and remember yeah. that time when when DCBS gave huge discounts on your favorite funny oh, books shit. and collectibles. That was awesome. Okay. But you don't, that's by far your worst segue. You there. don't, well, that's Chris Farley. That's Chris Farley. You, yeah. you don't have to remember because it happens all the damn time at DCBS. DCBService.com can get you comics and get them cheap. Check this out. From Vertigo, used to be called Collider. They tweaked the name. It's called the Federal Bureau of Physics. 
It's the first collection, trade number one, written by Simon Oliver, art by Robbie Rodriguez. Nathan Fox does the covers. Bargain priced at nine ninety nine. You'll get it for half that, four dollars and ninety nine cents, from Valiant. It's the Eternal Warrior Trade, Volume One, written by Greg Pak. We learned how to pronounce that this year at New York City Comic Con. Greg Pak wrote it. Trevor Harrison drew it. Clayton Crane pitched in. Nine ninety nine cover price. Again, bargain price, but you're not going to pay that. No way. You're going to pay $4.99. That's 50% off. And I don't want to hear anybody out there complain that Infinity costs too much. Because this month at DCBS, I'm pointing, this month you can get both of the Infinity collections. You can get the Infinity hardcover and the Infinity companion at 50% off. Shut up. I'm not kidding. The uh, Infin- Shut the front door. True. The Infinity hardcover is seventy-five bucks. York price thirty-seven fifty. The companion is more expensive because it's thicker page count. Is uh, ninety-nine bucks. You can get it for forty-nine fifty. That's craziness. You know, like a bone. Both of them for less than the price of the companion. Insanity. And get this. I'm so excited about this. In addition to all the great stuff DCBS does for you, they are doing grab bags. Yes, that's right, grab bags. There's two flavors. Regular grab bag, 10 comics for 5 bucks, 20 comics for 8 bucks, 30 comics for $13. You're guaranteed one DC, one Marvel, and no duplicates. They're not just getting rid of shit. They're offering you a sampler pack. And you know, it's just like Johnson Smith Company. They're selling anticipation. It's magic. Seriously, you can get a variant grab bag, 10 comics for 10 bucks, 20 comics for 18 bucks, 30 variant covers for $25. Variant bags will come bagged and boarded, are guaranteed to contain one DC, one Marvel, and no duplicates as well. Oh my God. You want to save an extra 8% if you're a first time customer? David, what it is? It is EOC8. EOC8 gets you an extra 8% off. They don't mind late orders or late order additions, and your previews is damn cheap. DCBService.com. If you don't check them out and you haven't already, I got nothing for you. You're just, you're crazy. These, the, they're, it's like they're the crazy eddy of comics. They're just giving the shit away. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. Do it. Yes, um, you do that. And then, um, and then whenever you do that, you can grab a drink and, uh, <sighs> Vince, what are you drinking? Diet Coke. Wow. I'm slumming. But does he? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wood, how about you? I, it's fucking cold. It is. Around these parts. And, uh, I just spent three hours at, outside of football practice, and uh. so I'm having some uh, Irish coffee. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds real, real good. Little Jameson's up in there. We're of the same mind tonight, so nice. I'll just go ahead and admit that that's exactly what I'm having because it Ooh. is cold here in Chicago. Yeah. So actually, I just uh, yeah, I just threw a little uh, threw a little whiskey in in my coffee. Respect in my coffee, mm-hmm. whiskey in the coffee. Well, my I guess my your Irish uh, Irish coffee and I'm redneck coffee because I just a little bourbon in my. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Price, won't you? Uh, well, I'm having Irish coffee too, just without the coffee. I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying some Knob Creek. Nice. Not much Irish about that, but I actually, uh, well, just without get the, get the, get the thumbs up. I, I do enjoy me some Knob Creek. That's my favorite, uh, that's my favorite Manhattan bourbon. Whenever I 
ask for a Manhattan if they have Knob Creek. That's it is my favorite. David does like the knob. I do. He does. He, does. he, does. he, he it. polishes it. Slobbing the knob. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bad start. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, before we before we jump in here, um, let's segue now. I want to. Uh, <laughs> Um, before we twist that knob. Before we twist that knob, uh, I want to remind people, um, a buddy of mine, um, uh, Mr. Mike Kennedy, who was the once publisher at Arkea, whenever Arkea was doing like really, really awesome, beautiful hardcover stuff, like during like Table Sand, he was the publisher there. He's no longer the publisher at Arkea, but he is working with uh, a company called um, Neurobellum Productions, and they have a Kickstarter. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. It's called Super Ego. It is uh, a comic about superheroes who need help, and uh, as you can guess, it's uh, it's superheroes and uh, and the um, psychiatrist that that helps them. And uh, just go to Kickstarter. Uh, uh, take a look for Super Ego, and you can see some, uh, some awesome artwork there. They got great t-shirts and lots of, uh, different levels, but the, uh, the, the reason you go there is for the, uh, uh, hardcover of the graphic novel, which is 25 bucks. And I want people to go and do it because if they can raise a couple more grand here in the next seven days, uh, we get an original Glenn Fabry cover fabry fabry i always say fabry fabry yeah so uh um i want i want uh, a a beautiful glenn fabry cover and uh so go do that yes super ego and while when you do your search for super ego forget about freud don't you got to put a hyphen in it it's super hyphen ego it's not Mm -hmm. super ego one word because you won't it won't come up yeah super hyphen ego yeah Um, does it come up under his name i don't know yeah. I, I just typed in Super Ego, and I was like, it's not coming up, and then that's yep, like yep. put the hyphen in it. We get that a lot, though. You hear that often. I know. Mm-hmm. So go check it, back it. Uh, I'd appreciate it. It looks like it's going to be a great comic. So yeah. very, very funny uh, looking. Uh, the art looks very good. So I got to uh, check into this because I have a doctor, doctor ego psychiatrist to the of the supernatural or something like that that looks a lot like this and i'm wondering if the if they're from the same people i gotta I dig it, it up is because that's dr ego is the is you know from the desk of dr yeah, ego it was a one shot way at least five seven years ago it came out nice yeah, nice i'll look it up look it up i bet it's it's it looks like it's the uh looks like it's the same thing to yeah. me so. all right so cool I, uh, let's do some comedy you have a thank you david I, yeah, yeah, just real quick. It's not. Uh, it's you don't not have to be quick because I enjoy hearing your voice, and oh, I and I haven't in a week, so you can you can ramble true. on as much as you well, want. Well, this is it's 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 not a, a thank you from anything that was sent to me. It's it's actually it's it's something that's been given to us to to and and basically to the forum. Um, I want to thank personally, Mr. Andy Tom, for tending to for 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 curating the. Uh, the drawing board section of our forum and, and specifically the EOC sketchbook challenge for the past three years. At the end of this month, he is stepping down from managing that thread and handing the, uh, handing the reins over to, to Monsta. Uh, there are a few reasons why Andy cannot continue managing the thread and, and contributing to it as much as he used to, but I just want to thank him for doing what he did all these years and and for uh 
and for making it one of the best threads on the forum. I don't, pu- mm-hmm. I, I, that is basically, that's probably the one section, one thread in particular, but the one section of the forum where I am primarily a lurker and, and very rarely a participant. And, and it's, it's always a blast to see the people post their art in that thread and, and, and see the different ideas every month. But, uh, but, but a huge thanks to, to Andy for managing that for as long as he did and, and for, uh, basically, Laying the groundwork for for what uh, Monster has to follow. Yep, bravo. He's a good man, that Andy. And he, yeah, he's, he's a, a great guy. guy. He, Andy's just one of the best he's people you could people. run into. Yeah. He's a that fine, a, a fine addition to our upstanding rank of conservative, smart people. <laughs> Jesus, so there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 qualifiers. He's a good boy. That endangered, <laughs> endangered species. That no, no, we're gonna take over someday. Hey, let's talk about <laughs> comics. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to talk about here? Oh, we got it's a few awesome. so, much, so much comics. Oh, I got some really good ones. Really good ones. Well, I would hope so, because you haven't been here in a while. I was going to say, uh, dude, you must be champing at the bit. Well, you know what? I kind of shot myself in the foot because I started something before I left, and I wasn't feeling it. And it didn't get any better when I got back, so I'm not going to talk about that. Okay, well, yeah, don't, don't talk, talk about, about that. that. But um, I'm going to break it up into two, because... They're both from the same publisher, and I don't want to do a, you know, I don't want to short shrift either one of them because they were both fantastic. They're both first. I hope one of them is uh, the fact that Miyazaki is coming out of retirement. They're no, they're both first issues. I love how he get, when Vince is ready to go into a script, his notes. He I gotta he get in that zone, dude. I gotta get that zone. They're both first issues, and they're both from Archie, and they're both decidedly different uh, fare from this uh, kid-friendly publisher. I really want to talk about this first one. Uh, it was written by Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I like him. And illustrated by the disgustingly talented Francavilla, Mr. Francesco yeah. Francavilla. It's it's Afterlife with Archie number one. Knocked me on my ass. It's so good. Un- yeah, I heard it's off the hook. Unbelievably dude. good. And... It's it's it conceptually it it's perfect because the the life with Archie comic from from whence which this kind of sort of gets its name is not your standard Archie comic. It's it's uh, a bit um, I don't want to say mature, but it's not written for the same audience that the regular Archie comics are written for. It's like a little bit older, maybe tweens or teens in there. I think in that book Archie is married to both Betty and Veronica, like they're different timelines. So it's kind of cool. It's it, it's a it's a more more uh, mature take on on the the Riverdale cast, and so is this. This is extremely disturbing, and it's all based on evocation, which is really powerful juju. Um, when one evokes something, right, you 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 bring the past into the present. All those memories, all those. Um, events that that you fondly, or maybe in this case not so fondly, remember from from your past are 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 brought into the present, and you relive them in a sense. That's strong stuff because for a writer, you, you that all that intimacy that the reader has with these characters is already built in. There's no groundwork to lay, right? Your foundation's already there. So when you get a bunch of characters from our Wonder Years with which we're intimately familiar, like the Riverdale Gang. Um, cause I think it's safe to say, like at one time or another, all of us have spent some time in Riverdale. Am I right? 
Everybody's mm-hmm. read Archie. Whether whether you just sample it and figure out, you know, you decide, well, I don't really like this, and then you 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 move on, or it it flips the switch and you stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. We all have some experience in Riverdale, and and the characters are their brilliance in the characters is their simplicity. All you have to do is say their names, and you know exactly who say these my characters name, say are. My name. Sure, Betty. And every the girl next door is immediately conjured. The blonde, beautiful girl next door, Veronica, tight ass, rich bitch who wants everything handed Whoa. to her. She is. Let's be honest, right? Reggie's a dick. Jug, Jughead fills a void in his life with food, but he's a loyal friend. And then you get the bumbling everyman Archie. And you know, you say their names, you know who they are. And afterlife with Archie preys upon these memories in really disturbing ways. It's nuts. I'll set it up for you. And if you don't decide to read it, I, there's no more I can do because you're missing on something really special. Somebody, I won't say who, because it's it's a it's a, a really um, special reveal and uh, it, it was, well, I won't say who. Someone hits Hot Dog with their car. Yes. And he's in very, very bad shape. Jughead finds him, uh, understandably distraught. So he uh, he's at his uh, wit's end. He doesn't know what to do. Where do you go in Riverdale for someone uh, that can do the seemingly impossible? Who's your first choice? Uh, for, uh, Sabrina, right? Oh, she's, I forgot. She's, okay, she's, yeah. Okay. She's yeah. a witch. Um, yeah. So he heads on over to the Spellman place, and the the the, uh, the splash page is it'll break your heart. It's uh, cast in shadow. Lit, Jughead's lit from behind. He's at Sabrina's door. It's it's raining. He's crying like a baby, and he's holding hot dog in his hands, and the dog's neck is bent backwards. So I think we can pretty much deduce that hot dog is no more, right? So he's at the door and he's crying. He's like, Sabrina, you got to help me. And she doesn't know what to do. So so they they, they, they bring them into the, the house and the ants come, uh, Zelda and uh, Hilda. And they try and work their magic on the dog, but the dog has already passed. And they, they, they tell Jughead, like, I'm sorry, son. There's nothing we can do. You, you, you make your peace because your dog has passed on. And Jughead's not having it. He's like, well, you, 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 your witches, can't, can't you do something? Can't you bring him back? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You do not, exactly. You do not mess. <laughs> you don't mess with stuff like that. It's very dangerous. We do not tread into those dark areas. We're, you're not, it, we're sorry, but we cannot help you. And so Sabrina's pretty busted up over this. Uh, she, and, and it really hits her home when, uh, Salem jumps on her bed and the cat talks to her and she looks at her familiar and she pretty much puts herself in Jughead's place. Like, what if she uh-huh. lost, what if she lost, um, her cat? What if the cat died? So what she does is the ants go there on their way, do whatever they do. And it's the middle of the night. Sabrina takes a book of spells, tells Jughead to meet her down by Carson's Creek. Uh, which in this case becomes a surrogate river sticks. They bury the dog, and Sabrina recites a spell from this book. Turn, turns out the book is none other than the dread Necronomicon. Uh-huh. And, and you know what she, mm-hmm. you know what the spell is? 
Kanda Estrada Mantus. It's the fucking spell from Evil Dead. Nice. Oh, hilarious. In an, in an Archie book. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool, right? Uh, push comes to shove right to the end. I'll, I'll just pu- push it towards the end of the story. Hot dog comes back. But unfortunately, it's not the hot dog that, that Jughead has, uh. It's kind of a pet cemetery thing. Cemetery, yeah. Right? And, and hot dog bites Jughead. Oh, Rip, oh. rips his arm apart. So, uh, it's the, you know, the, the Halloween dance is coming up and, and Archie comes over. He's like, Hey, Juggy. Uh, Jughead's in bed shaking and he's got his arms underneath the, the, the covers. He's like, Jug, aren't we going to dance? W- what's up, dude? He's like, Ah, you go, you know, just tell Ethel I can't make it and I'm not feeling too good. His arm is friggin' horribly infected and it's pustulant. It's, it's all bleeding all through the bandages. And, uh, Juggy, um, Juggy passes on and becomes a zombie. And that, that's where the story ends. Jughead busts into the, the high school dance and, uh, Dilton's like, hey, Jughead's here. Wow, his costume's awesome. Dude, it's not a costume. I can only imagine where this, this series is gonna go. Cause it is, it's really disturbing to see not only like these beloved characters that we've we've been with forever hot dog's neck is like friggin' bent backwards you know and the panel frank <laughs> v, when, when frank avia draws the panel where hot dog bites jughead it's it's amazing because he uses um typography as color like it says chomp but it's over the entire scene and you can it's transparent type it's amazing uh it, it, and it's it's totally disturbing. I said that before, but what I noticed immediately about this book is the covers are not. It's it's not a self cover. It's a it's a thicker paper. Uh, it's presented with a certain prestige. Like there's a splash page right when you open it up that says, um, "Let me get it." I think it says, "Oh, this is how the end of the world begins," and that's all. It's a black page Sweet. with with dripping blood. And this is how the end of the world begins. And I thought, all right, they're going to build something into this first issue that will give them kind of an escape hatch, you know, should the series not sell well or whenever they want to wrap it up. Just put like a, you know, a little safety valve in there should they ever decide to to go back on what they they set up. But when, when the ants find out that Sabrina read from the Necronomicon, they take away her powers and banish her to the nether realm for a year. So there's no say like Sabrina can't just come and make it all right. She doesn't mm-hmm. she doesn't have any power. So they they mean business with this series. Is that the most successful TV show based on a comic book of all time? Sabrina, you mean longest running or like yeah. I, I think it may be. It, it it's probably up there actually. Yeah. yeah. And she's a cutie too, Melissa John mm-hmm. Hart. Mm. But anyway, uh yeah, and uh I there's a bunch of different covers for this, a couple variants. There's one by uh, Francesco, one by Tim Seeley. I bought the one by Andrew Peepoy. Nice. And, and yeah. it, it's kind of dirty for an Archie cover. Um, it's Betty, and she's uh, she obviously has been sleeping because she has a sheer nightie on, mm-hmm. and you can see right through it. But you yeah, she's got a bra. Can you see the clam sandwich? Um, no, that's in, her butt's in shadow because she's face. Her back is to the the viewer a little bit. And, uh, but I mean, she's in profile. You could see everything that's going on. And I'm like, damn, that's, that's kind of, kind of cheesecakey for an Archie cover. Like, 
more than usual. And, uh, she's got an open, open, uh, window, a fairly big window. And all the Riverdale gang are coming in. They're all friggin' red-eyed zombies. It's nasty. But it's beautiful. Oh, man. I, I, I heard, you're not the first person I've heard praise this book, and I want to wait for the trade, but. You're making it hard for me to do that. No, I'm have it, to pick up the issues. And even on the the, the cover is a wraparound in a sense because there's a, a synopsis on the back cover. It's this is a, a a major leap for Archie, even more than what they've been doing. Don't discount this publisher because just when you think you know, yeah, Archie, you got them pegged. They try something different, and they usually succeed. So you know what's amazing about this too is that they seemingly are doing all this. And continuing to flourish in spite of the fact that, like, there's their co-CEO is batshit crazy and Ugh. is being sued by half the employees and yeah, everything. Like, you would think true. that would. I, I think it's it's a it's a love of the the characters from the people who work there. I mean, mm-hmm. regardless of the management, they want to do right by these characters. Right. That's loyalty, and and you could tell in this uh, in the product, it really shines through. I love Archie so much, and this just like came out of left field. So smart, right? Zombies are hot. What do we do? Afterlife with Archie. Come on, that's David that's and I smart. saw. They had a big booth in preview of this setup at uh, Baltimore. Yep. So I caught a glimpse of it, and I was like baffled at the time. Just like you said, it seems so crazy. Like yeah. Francesco Franco Villa doing a Archie zombie comic, but he, and he owns the book. The book is entirely his. I mean, his, it's his vision, and it's just it's it's really dark as it should be, and that uh, that. Noirish kind of pulpy Francovilla style kind of comes through. It's great. Um, really symbolic too. Jughead's crown, because uh, as the story goes on, I heard he's going to be like the king of the zombies. So there you go. King has to have a crown, right? No mm-hmm. doubt. That's that's yeah. just that's witty. I like that a lot. So yeah, check it out. Afterlife with Archie number one. You can't go wrong. And it's only two ninety nine. They didn't even kick the price up for this. They could have. They didn't. Cool. Yeah. So that's my first Archie. I'll be back maybe in about two and a half hours with the next one. <laughs> nice. Why are you going to be talking to yourself? No, I'll be talking oh, to no. you, brother. You talking to um, me, son? David. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you want to talk about what you were saying people should be talking about today on Facebook? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, uh, I I have I, I we talked about Wasteland. Couple months ago, big fans of Wasteland. Great, yes. great comic. And so the creators of Wasteland, Anthony Johnston and Christopher Mitten, are back this time with Image, and they have a new book out called Umbral. And I was flipping through this today, and I was completely blown away by the art. I was, I, I was just, I was soaking in the art initially. I, I, I was paying no mind. To, to, to Johnston's words, and I, I rectified that after a little while, and and but this looks. We've, we've made like, comments before of some artists saying that they've leveled up, you know. Or, this or, is I, th- absolutely. He has. This is nothing like his wasteland look. This is first. I was looking at this, and you know who I thought of immediately? Scotty. No. Really? Okay. Yep. P. Craig Russell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I that is. That. Yep. Yeah. And and I and and there's, yeah, there's like absolutely. some of the faces like from when I was looking at it on my screen from far away, I was like, well, that could kind of maybe be quietly, but I'm like, no, this is this just screams Russell and 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 the colors work. And then I went back and I was reading it, and I love the conversation between the, between the king and queen, and it's just it's, it's a very I, different look. 
the, uh, the first, the first two pages. Stuff. The first two pages reminded me of Scotty a lot, but yeah, once you get into more of the the, the character moments, absolutely, yeah. I can see the I can see the P. Craig Russell there big time. It is. It's it's a. I mean, I'm just right to the chase. I I am buy this, read this, check this out. It doesn't feel like any. I I know a couple of us weren't on. <laughs> Pretty deadly a couple of weeks ago. I know that we're we're all praising East of West. We love Saga. We love Manhattan Projects. We, we there's a lot from Image that we're all fans of right now. This is it, it's. I don't know if we're going to get a second issue before the end of the year, but if 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 this had come out earlier, this probably would be uh, best favorite new series uh, for the eleven o'clockers. I am, wow. I am I it's one really issue good. in yeah. one issue in and I am just I all the characters are fantastic. I love the the the, the tweak on on the names like Arthur and 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 Boris and, and just I it is just it, and 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 the language is very similar to Saga where when, when Rascal is talking to Arthur you know she's throwing out the fucking and the shit and and it's like and you know when you th- and you look at the world and 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 the technology if you want to call it that of what's going on here it, those words may seem out of place in everyday conversation but it still works here and it is just it is I'm it it was maybe 30 pages and it 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 just it sucked me in and and I I have not felt which is why I, I I tweeted what I said today. I, I have not felt this way about a first issue. Thirty-two pages, sight sight unseen, knowing nothing what was going on when I when when I when I saw that cover and I saw the creative team. I'm like, let me check this out. And like a couple pages in, I couldn't I couldn't turn away. And I'm just one of the things that they do, in, and I which I totally respect is they they allow for the reader to, to to be smart and they they don't there's very little that is explained here you are thrown literally right in the middle of the story yeah. and then things back up a little bit but the world is not explained you know it's not it, it you get a map but you don't know who the, you don't know how how long these people have ruled or where they rule it's exactly just, it's, yeah and just, that's the thing it's like there's a fucking map in it on like you know the <laughs> beginning of the book so it's like wow you know which anthony johnson talks about in the back a little bit is that you know, this is this is basically he and chris you know, tapping into into Anthony's love of fantasy world building, right. and and Chris's, Chris's love of yeah of drawing big scary monsters. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they 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 assume that the reader is intelligent. They don't they don't explain everything. They're going to heaven forbid they're going to let the story unfold and people experience it. And it's it's cool and. The other kind of neat thing about it, which you, you don't even really kind of know until until you get into it, um, a female protagonist, yeah. which is kind of kind of cool, but it doesn't um, very much not forced. It's just you you're not for sure for a little while if she's going to be the protagonist. You don't know if it's going to be her or uh, or the prince, and yeah. it may very well be the prince. You don't know yeah. what's going on, but yeah, a lot of mystery, a lot of questions to be answered, and I want to know. I'm, I, I want to know what the answers are to these questions that are being posed. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, absolute success for me. Yeah, same here. I, I can't, uh, I, 
I'll I'll be I cannot wait for for the next issue. And I mean, I, I yeah, it just it 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 hit me. It it punched me right in the throat, mm-hmm. and I just and I oh God forbid. Yeah, no, I, I am just, it, it, uh, it, it had its way with me, and, and I don't, I, 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 I don't regret it. It's, it's, Threw David uh, on the ground, and it's really did, man. Yeah, you know, I wish I hair. read it. I, I, I paged oh. through it, and just to, to get a, an eyeful of the art, and I was like, whoa, right? It's but I didn't have enough time to read it. Yeah. I, no, it is, it's, it, throw anything you have, I mean, forget about Wasteland, forget about, um, the Queen and Country work that Johnston has done. Forget about anything. These don't two forget have. about it. No, <laughs> don't don't open the table Let thinking, it. oh, I love that work when they did that. No, just it's it's new, fresh eyes, new. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's and like we don't know a lot, like you just said. So there's nothing. There, there really is. I can't build, the only thing I can build up is, is how much I really enjoyed it. And I don't want to overhype it, but there isn't, there hasn't been a lot. We've all brought something to the table that, you know, oh, you guys should try this or check this out. And, but, but this is the one thing where I've heard very little online anywhere about this completely, almost slipped by me. And, and, uh, and I, I don't want, this is my Vince moment where I don't want people to neglect this. Don't overlook it. Nice. I, I want people to check this out. Just just check it out. And and if if, if it's not your cup, that's fine. If you don't dig this world, or or, or for there's something wrong with you, if you don't dig the art, or if you just but it it's just I want people to look at this. Right. And yeah. you know what? I don't want to be told everything initially. Like David said when we were talking about zero, how um, there's a, a storytelling technique where you entered the story from a point in the future and then the backstory is revealed. Well, the people telling the story in the future are obviously nothing's going to happen to them in the past, right? Because they sur- they've survived into the future. I-, I like that technique sometimes, but I have to agree with David. In some cases, it's like there, it-, it minimizes some of the surprises. Mm-hmm. But if you throw me into a story and I have to wade through it and find out stuff on my own, I like that a lot. Like yeah. that, that that's a, that's the way to do it. Yep, yep. They that's very very ex- well done. Experiences mm-hmm. experience the story at the same time as the characters. That's fun. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys had um, you guys had talked quite a bit about the first issue of Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I had uh, before I had read it, I really was underwhelmed by the first issue. Hmm. I, I thought it was. I didn't feel like it was saying a whole lot or what it was saying. I, I wasn't really jiving on and, you know, I, I got done with those. I, eh, you know, it was, it was okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. Not, uh, not overwhelmed. And then you read the uh, second? Then the second issue just smacked me on my ass. Yep. It was so good. Yep. That's exactly uh, what, what he means. What a huge leap from being yeah, okay, I see what they're trying to do, and yeah, that's 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 kind of cute. Uh, to, oh my god, what? What the hell? Oh, seriously. Probably we would. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> someone having playing, a or something. <laughs> He's playing with his dreidel again. Just, no, no. 
I uh, I have a winter hat on because it's pretty cold. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, dude, <laughs> is I, I is it a big like Russian hat? No, no, it's a <laughs> big furry one. And I have no. a and I have. It my has to be a big furry. If you're going to say the story, it has to be a big furry Russian hat. Oh okay, it's a big furry Russian hat, and I have my headphones on over over it. And I was reaching for something, and it <laughs> that's insane. That's, oh shit! Uh, so, so I'm assuming you guys have read Zero Number Two. Yes, yeah, I have not yet. Oh my god! I haven't. I, I own it, but, but I haven't read it. Or shit. I know, right? It, it goes. It's cup of tea, though. It's, it's, it's like it's like velvet. This isn't Vince's cup. Of, but oh, I, I did is, enjoy the first one a lot. Yeah, well, that, that was also because of lady yeah. parts. But yeah. oh, I like lady parts. and man parts. I like to smell them. This uh. Is, uh, <laughs> this is so good. Uh, it's uh, the 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 setup is the the character that we are introduced to uh, the the badass agent in mm-hmm. the in the first issue. We find out why he's so badass because it goes back to uh, his childhood and the the super spy program that he was forced to grow up in, and it is fucking brutal. And it just I I was blown away by not just the brutality of it, but just how well the character motivations were were woven into it and to see how this young person is manipulated so perfectly through the entire entire book and and his and his friend and it was it was it was horrible and brutal and just perfectly done and Tradmore's art in it was yeah, Tradmore right he is he is very unique in comics yeah. uh, it's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I, I'm hoping that this isn't the high water moment, because uh, I have a feeling that they're gonna uh, go back to like present day. But what they did in the second issue was pretty darn awesome. Yeah, yeah. friggin' brutal too. Yeah, very brutal. Yeah, just chilling in that house for that long. Yeah, that was. And was... The, there was another chance to do some um, genitalia, but they they balked this time. Yeah, they they they, they nailed back. I think the every end. issue should have genitalia. Of course you do. Right. Why not? It's like that—that that signature thing. Air it out. But no, I—I I, I looked through it and I thought the art was astounding. I, I like um, more stuff a lot, and he's only getting better. I mean, uh, Luther Strode was was great, but th- this looks even more detailed and, and uh, really dynamic, and a lot, a lot of wet, squishy red stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, it's really, really well done. It's. Uh, um, Psychologically, was one that I sat down. It's like, wow, that was kind of heavy. So, yeah, very, yeah. very well done. Well, Edward Zero has problems. You could, we, we, we picked up on that oh, like, from yeah. the get go. Oh, you start to find. But out. it was, it was, it was emphasized in the second edition, bro. You'll, you'll see the shit, the, the shit the students have to deal with, put up with, and and read the second issue. I will. It's I know. Super, super well done. Yeah. But read number one first. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of image <laughs> yeah, to catch up. Far enough for a book in a long ass time. I, I, don't, I know. I know. I don't. You haven't what? <laughs> I haven't seen David this far enough for a book in a long ass time. It's good. It's really good. Really, really. And it's, no, I enjoyed it's, it. I, I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it. I just, uh, I, I just, it's just David doesn't get this far enough very often. It's, uh, it's nice right. to see. So I have two assignments for next week. Mm-hmm. Zero number two. Umbral number one. Oh. And and I'm not going to go into it right now because I've been long long winded. But you need to read 
Drumheller as well. Oh yeah, that is sweet looking. It was really. It good. was sweet looking. Yeah. Oh, see, wow. I, uh, yeah, you I didn't, didn't like it. it. I didn't care for it at all. Really, it's coming from someone that owns a ton of Riley Rossmill art, I, I, uh, I, I think he needs to stick to the to the drawing and not the writing. It was. I think it was like a fever dream with no, with with no point. I, I don't know. I, I, I it really felt indulgent to me. Like just like, he's like, I want to. I don't know. I, I it didn't connect with me like at all. I, I, I have no intentions of. I, I have a issue. feeling, Jason, that this is going to be one of those that reads much better as a trade. Sure. I felt I felt like I got the appetizer and the entree is on the way, but you know, so I wasn't filled with the story so far. But I really like what Ross. I'm on a big Rossmo kick right oh, now. Oh, me too. And He's, you know what? To Jason's point, so if mm-hmm. if uh, fans of Cerebus will immediately know what I'm talking about, it did feel like a mind games issue of Cerebus, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a psychodrama, kind of like a like a, like Jason said, a fever dream. But oh man, I could look at. Rossmo's stuff forever and never get sick of it. I, I, there's something what? about his style. It's just, it's, there's not a wealth of detail, meaning like refined, fine tuned detail, but there's so much to his, the way he makes marks. I mean, the variation and it's all over the place and there's just so much of it. And so it's like there's layers of things going on in there. Yeah. And you never see the same thing twice when you look at his, his – I love his stuff, man. But the, I mean, but that's the thing about the story is that is that I think that I think that Drum's life really is like a fever dream. I mean, the opening page is a, is a fucking – full-grown peacock coming through what appears to be a, a rift between dimensions yeah. and it's in laying a huge a giant golden egg it's like yeah it's it's fucking weird and bizarre and that's works perfectly with rosmo's art and you know are we going to find out why drum is you know, either insane or what this world is, because there's like werewolves and all sorts of creepy crawlies, and you know, the the supernatural seems to be a a, a basically common a common occurrence in the in this world, or at least within within Drum's associates. And you know, is he a demon hunter? I don't know. Is he a paranormal detective? I don't know. So I'm kind of looking forward to finding out what his place is in the world and. And kind of what the what the ground rules are because at this point it seems pretty wide open. Yeah. So, but Jason didn't dig on it, so I can I don't want to belabor it, but it's another it's another image first that I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing where things go. Yeah, it's, I guess I don't know. I feel I'm feeling out of sync because I I feel like I've just read a ton of recent number ones and twos, and I, I just haven't vibe with almost any of them. I I feel like really? they're they're just not very like like I. I I didn't care for Drumheller. Um, uh, probably, frankly, Umbral was about the only one of the bunch I've read in the last two weeks that I really thought was was good. Um, um, Alex I thought, Ada was kind of disappointing. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's see to me the lunest. Uh, yeah, I mean, in this case, this is like that was a total setup issue. So I, I mean, like, I always, like, do something oh, different, guys. Or actually, it's just one of them. Well, I don't, again, it's one issue. I don't know that, I mean, so, I, that one I just, I view that as set up. I can't judge that one until I see what, did, where they're going with it. Did either one of the Lunas have sex in high school or college? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> uh, I would know. Well, would because, know. <laughs> because all of their comics have to deal with, 
with some sort of either sexually frustrated or 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 sexually repressed character after another. I mean, that was the entire set of girls. Well, was, except for I was going to say, except for the sword, which is far and away I think their best work. Absolutely, absolutely, and and yeah. why? Because they got away from that. For this this concept of you know the the sexually frustrated you know out of place male who all of a sudden has some gorgeous beauty that that is after him for his penis and it's it's okay here we go again so I I was like eh okay I'll go read the sword yeah um, no I mean that's the thing I, I like I said I, I can't judge that one until. Like we see where it's going because it was just a complete setup issue, and like you said, kind of very. Even though it's only by one of the Lunar Brothers, it's it's very uh, f- it's familiar fertile ground. Um, the one that I thought was the uh, the the most interesting, and that I had no expectations for it, and I I still don't really know where it's going, but it's not something like anything else I've read. Um, is the first issue of the new Skybound book, Manifest Destiny? Oh, um, it it's it's basically Lewis and Clark, but like in an alt history. That's where cool. they're actually being sent on this expedition with dual purposes, and their expedition group is a bunch of soldiers, but also um, um, like mercenaries and 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 released cons, and they're basically on the mission because they're expendable, um, even though they don't realize that, and they have under the auspice of chronicling like the life, the the you know the species and stuff. There, there is actually some other. Uh, deeper mission that they're being sent on, and and it's uh, they they come across um, as a St. Louis guy. You'd appreciate this, Chris. As they they stumble across this uh, effectively like the St. Louis Arch, only it's uh, it's made of um, a foliage. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. uh, and they don't know what you know. They don't really know what it is, and like they they pull a plant from the ground, and the plant looks like it's a, a like it's a it's a pink plant, but it looks like it's a skull. Skull face and uh, just a lot of craziness ensues, and um, and uh, it just goes some really interesting places. It delves into like uh, uh, some sort of dark mysteries. There's some mythos. There's like a little play on Bigfoot. There's uh, there's kind of a uh, they they're attacked by what they think to be a, a like a a being from the land that's that's like an Indian tribe, but it's actually a uh, it's actually a bison, like with just with you know with um, somebody somebody painted like and put decorations of the bison like it was a pet, but mm-hmm. they think it's like an alien creature. So it's just kind of fascinating, and, and again, it, that's kind of where the first issue ends. It just doesn't, it, you know, it's kind of like so you're not really sure like how much of it is supernatural or just them interpreting things that that they would have thought were supernatural but really really weren't. Um, but uh, I just found it intriguing. Again, I have no idea if I'm going to look back on the the series and say, wow, that was awesome. I, I don't know that yet, but I just, I was surprised by it. And again, uh, kind of like what you were saying, David, about Umbra, like I didn't, I didn't know anything about this book until, until I saw it. I didn't, I hadn't heard anything about it. I don't know anything about the, the creative team before this. It was, um, um, again, this is, uh, this is Kirkman's Skybound imprint. It's, uh, it's written by, uh, Chris, uh, Din, Dinges, D-I-N-G-E-S-S. And, uh, and, and the, uh, pencils and inks by Matthew Roberts, colors by Owen Gianni. So I, I don't know the team at all. The only person on the team I know is Pat Rousseau on on letters. Um, so I really dug that one just because I I, I I again I don't know what 
what, what we have coming. And I like the idea of just going into something and, and, uh, and, and kind of going along for the ride. I, I will say too that the, uh, that the, uh, art by Roberts, again, I'm not familiar with his work, but it's, uh, it's, it's very, very detailed. The, the faces are, uh, a little bit to me, um, evocative of, um, Sean, Sean Murphy faces. Now his style is not Sean Murphy otherwise, but, but the faces are very similar to me. And like he's, he's got hyper detail when it comes to things like the animals that they come across and stuff. So this guy is definitely an excellent anatomical draftsman. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by that one a lot. Um, and would commend it to your attention if you haven't read it. I mentioned events, um, when we were chatting this week, uh, I was pretty hyped for the potential of seeing, uh, Hickman play around with the idea of, you know, gods and the like uh, in Avatar, because, you know, Avatar is obviously known for uh, the potential to be much darker and gorier and gruesome. And I talked a bit about the first issue of God is Dead when it came out. And, uh, again, that was one where the first issue kind of had me intrigued. I wasn't fully sure what we were going to get or not. But having now read the second and third issue, <laughs> nah, son. I nah, can't son. Like, nah. I, 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 I honestly cannot believe, I, I can't believe that Hickman's writing this. I, I, really? It's, it's, it's theoretically co-written by Hickman and Mike Costa, and even that I have trouble believing. I, it, it reads in, and looks in all the things that are stereotypical of an Avatar book and not in a good way. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's just really surprising to me because this is a very, very good creative team. Um, so I, I don't know what to make of it other than there must be some kind of avatar taint. I don't know that that makes, but I, I, I'm not even going to bother seeing this one out. I'm, I'm out. I tapped out after the third issue. Um, nothing just, wrong with that. Yeah. So I, I, uh, um, but, but I guess this is all my way of saying that I've been reading a lot of number ones and twos lately. And I just, and most of them didn't leave me wanting more to be honest. Um, David, I don't know if you've had, a, I, about- I, I, I wasn't so, so in, I wasn't in love with, uh, Rocket Girl number two, either David. If, I don't know if you read uh, that. I, I liked Rocket Girl number one. What's number that? One, well, we yeah, we talked about number one. Yeah, we talked about number one. Yeah. Um, had no problem with that. I enjoyed number two first, uh, and again, it, this is still reader's book. I if if there were no word balloons on the page, I'd probably be happier. But the uh, I I was thumbing through. The second issue I started it, I, I didn't get quite halfway through it. Um, and I, it's hard for me to read it because I am so taken with the way the book looks. And, and, uh, I, maybe not tonight when we're done, before next week, I'll try to have the second issue read to see if I, um, that, did you not like it because of what we were worried about, or is it just not? Um, is, is 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 it the characters? What? what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit of all of it. I mean, again, the art's terrific. I, I have no problems with with what I'm seeing on the page, but I just um, I don't really find myself caring too much about about the characters. I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. I just. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, there's not much more than that. I just, I didn't, you know. Again, I, I, I thought it, I would kind of hopefully get pulled in more into, right, to, to the world, uh, and and I, I kind of felt a little more distant from the world than it after the first issue. I didn't, I just didn't feel like um, it just didn't leave me wanting to see this through, and 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 it didn't leave me dying with curiosity for what happens next. Okay. 
So I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm just out of sync with new stuff these days. Because I don't know. I don't. Know. It's it's just weird. I it, it's I can't think of. Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit of a rut in that regard. Like the stuff I'm reading, I'm I'm not like the new stuff. I'm not just wowed by any of it and thinking, man, this is this is great. Where's it been all my life? Well, maybe we should tell Ron to uh, you know ease up on some of the new releases. You know, so spread well, that no, out a bit. Well, no, what's fu- what's funny about that is that you know many of the the, the things that. I was most excited about from the Image Expo. I really haven't hit yet, you know, like Southern Bastards has. I mean, I just haven't. That's true, right? Black Science. Really yeah. wanting those to hit because yeah. I, the things I've been most looking forward to. Um, now, admittedly, Sex Criminals was one of those things. I, I, I just that, that I'm not too much vibing with either. Um, hey, Jason, I haven't read the second. Yeah. Issue. Did you read the Multiple Warheads uh, special? No, that that I got in that that I have in paper version. I, I just haven't. It's sitting <laughs> my my regime. <laughs> It is double D dirty, dude. Yeah, I can't wait. It, I mean, that's, that it, I, I have no doubt I'll enjoy it very yeah. much. It's the you could see the the two paths um, converging in this, like the the Brandon Graham preoccupation with hard science fiction and the porn. They kind of come together in a in a really big way. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it's very explicit, extremely explicit. That makes me. I'm gonna have to read that as soon as we finish yeah, up. Yeah, But I don't want to go out on a negative note here. Um, so let me just say that there are two books. One is a number one. One is, um, I think, to many people's eyes, like a relaunch, even though it's not numbered as such. Um, that I, I want to praise, and that is um, the number one is um, amazing uh, X Men. Nice, good uh, man. Which. And and the, the 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 tie between these two issues, frankly, are that these are two guys that we had a blast with uh, at Artist Alley <laughs> in New York Comic Con. Um, so, Amazing X Men uh, issue number one, uh, written by Jason Aaron, with just absolutely breathtakingly fun artwork by Ed McGinnis. Uh, right. And then on the DC <laughs> side, um, Action Comics number twenty five, um, which is uh, by the new creative team of Greg Pak. Uh, and our boy Aaron Cooter. Yes. Um, I, I think uh, both issues, I enjoyed both issues, um, particularly on the art side. I, I think, I suspect, and I want to hear Vince's thoughts on this because I think he read it, but I suspect I enjoyed Action Comics 25 more than he did because I'm not as beholden to, <laughs> um, like, the Superman like history as, as, you know, he may be or a lot of people. So, I view Superman when I read him as a, like more of a Greenfield character. Um, so I enjoyed that. Whereas, coincidentally, I loved Amazing X Men for just the opposite reason, which is that I thought that Jason and Ed really did a great job of showing me the Kurt that I was always in love with. Yeah. Yes, You're right. I was reading. Right. You know, yeah, they did. They, they did Cockburn proud with this issue. They I'm really sure. did. And I will say that that you know it's funny. I I I didn't realize how much I missed. <laughs> fuzzy Elf until yeah. this issue, and I'm like, oh, it's great to have Fuzzy Elf back. Um, and he's been gone for a while. Yes, he yes, has, and you yes. know, I, his 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 alternate universe stuff has been around in uh, X Force for was for a yeah. while, but even that's not, you know, that was an evil, murderous version, which is like the antithesis of, of right, Elf. Right. So I'm gonna let you down on action. I have it, but I haven't read it. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, okay. I think he was reading Superman. Or what was it that you? No, I gave Aaron Cooter props because of something. Well, I'm, uh, oh, right, yeah, right. I'll, I'll fess up because full disclosure, right? You got to know when something's not great. I read the Rise of the Third Army 
collection. I warned you. And I got to say, there's one reason to read it, and it's Aaron Cooter. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the um, the Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, Aaron Cooter's work is breathtaking. The rest of it, it's Not so it's, it's it's okay. The the story's kind of kind of goofy in a way. It's basically uh, I won't go into it because I don't want to preempt Jason, but it's it's basically um, Kyle, um, uh, John Stewart, and um, Guy Gardner Guy Gardner's story. And the thing that pissed me off about the book is it's like 300 and some pages. It's 18 issues collected, I think, and it doesn't end. It ends in a cliffhanger. So it's like a Marvel event? But no, no. Uh, they, they, they go through all these issues setting up the story. Like the Guardians are crazy, and they're sending these creatures out, and that's where Aaron Cooter comes in. He draws these. They're like the Borg for the Guardians. They, they assimilate everyone and turn them into more of these creatures mm-hmm. uh, under the, the, uh, the guise of pretty much sterilizing free thought. The, the Guardians don't want anybody to have the ability to decide anything for themselves, and that will lead to universal peace when, when everyone's like a friggin' green-brained zombie, uh, you know, mindless minion. That's what the Guardians want. So they went nuts, and it's basically um, the three main characters getting from a point of disadvantage to where they can jump in and, and, and fight the Guardians, and Hal and Sinestro are effectively dead. They're in Black Hand's ring, so you don't have like the Green Lantern in this book, and it's just they they, they get to a point where they can fight the Guardians, and it ends. The book ends. It's like what? Where? Why did I just go through those seventeen <laughs> issues that I get to the point where the stuff is really going to go down, and it doesn't go down? It just mm. it just it it whites out. It actually whites out. They show them all flying to this location to do their thing, and the pages the page turns white. So they can get the next book. Okay. Uh, no. But I already ordered it, so I will get the next book. But yeah, like I said, Aaron Cooter, oh, man, he's so good. Oh, amazing. Well, and the funny thing is is, is um, I've come to know Aaron personally and, you know, become friendly with him and, and own a number of commissions from him. But I haven't read too much of his published comic work, to be honest, because he's, he's done, frankly, most of his stuff at DC. And... Um, on the Green Lantern too, and and I just uh, you know it's, I wasn't reading that stuff. So, um, but you know I've always loved Greg Pak, and I, f- I find it cool that he's taking over action. You know I thought I would stick with action when we were back, just regaling ourselves in the very beginning of the New Fifty Two. You know, Action by Morrison seemed to be one of those no-brainer titles, and it just didn't hold me. Um, and it, from the sound of what I gather from the uh, the internets and the twitters and the like, it seems like I wasn't alone there. So this is kind of like a fresh start. And this is, in a way, I mean, it's not like tied into, I guess it is in a way. Like, it's, it's theoretically, um, got nothing to do with, with like Batman, what is it, zero year? What do they call it? Yeah, zero. Other... But in a sense, they frame it against that. It's even got a zero year, uh, right. banner at the top. They're doing the same thing, I think, with Green Arrow. Okay. It, it's, and, and, and the first, I didn't, I, um, I didn't finish the, the the first story, the the, the Cooter story yet, but it, that double page spread, they reference how six years ago. So obviously it's before the Justice League is formed, but it's it's six years ago, and and this this um, this blackout happened. And I'm 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 giddy over who caused the blackout in Gotham, but the uh, and and you have you know Superstorm Sandy on its way to the East Coast, but 
it, yeah, you're you're right. It it does. It's tangent. It, there there is a a Batman connection to it, albeit tenuous, I guess. But um, yeah, I I uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. Like, like you, Jason, I there's very little published Kuda work I've read because of um, because yeah, he's, he was drawing new guardians and and i'm not about to read a kyle book but the uh, <laughs> uh it's it's um, i like kyle i know you do and uh you may like him too after reading if you read the the thing that i read dude the, the thing you just kind of yeah but me. no kyle's yeah. kyle's a good part of it dude, i i read some of it i told you not to get the book shut up <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't really i didn't Little, hate I didn't, it i didn't i, didn't, I, didn't, I like the simon bass character he's pretty cool um Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, the uh, the the. Well, I don't want. I, I don't want to have you lose your thought on on action. So I'll let you finish that, and then I'll I'll talk about Amazing X Men. Yeah, I mean, so so action is basically, in, in a sense, it takes us back again to the early days of Superman, um, and it the timing is coincident with what's going on with Zero Year, um, which again I won't get into that or spoil that for those that are reading Batman, but it, it, it happens kind of coincident with that. And, um, I just, I, I like the way that Pac, uh, writes Clark, you know, he's young and brash and doesn't quite know his whole power set yet. He's, he ends up, uh, kind of fighting with a group of terrorists, but, you know, he's toying with them basically because he knows they're, they're really no match for him. And he, he, he actually is enjoying beating their ass, which is, you know, not something we've, you know, we would have seen from, you know, the Superman of, of our childhood when, you know, he was, Mr. Nobility, so it's it's kind of cool, and like he's going to type on his laptop, and he crushes his laptop because he's typing so fast, and he's still just discovering his powers, and he's he's still in many ways a kid. He doesn't know he can fly yet, so he uh, he actually jumps up into the sky and grabs onto the bottom of a jet so that the jet can take him where he needs to be, uh, and he's like hanging on the bottom of it because he hasn't figured out how to fly yet, and he's uh, tied into. Uh, to Lana and uh, Lana is in the book introduced to us and she's uh, she's actually an electrical engineer in this world um, but it's great uh, Superman tries to do something very heroic um, which again it's it's what he's trying to do is something that we wouldn't have thought twice about um, as a um, as a uh, you know longtime reader of Superman he uh, you know he he what he's trying to do in this book he he would easily have been able to pull off in many iterations of Superman comic. Because, you know, in most he's like basically a god and can do whatever he wants. But in this, he can't pull it off. And he has limitations. It's like the uh, Clint Eastwood, you know, man's got to know his limitations. Uh, and and it, it, it pisses him off that he can't do what he tried to do. Um, and again, you get the sense that later on in life he'll be able to do this. But right now he hasn't figured out how to quite pull it off. And uh, just, I thought it was good. I thought it was a very human look at Clark. Um, but but it was still an action-packed issue. And, uh, um and Cooter's art was terrific. It uh, it was it was just I thought really well done, great pacing, a lot of energy in the book. So um, I give it two thumbs up. I'll definitely keep reading this for a while, which which will now bring me back up to three ongoing DC books that I'm reading. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me ask yeah, you a question though. Yeah, how long do you think they're going to let this? New Fifty Two status quo go on? <laughs> do you do you ever think they're going to go? I mean, obviously. Let's be honest. It's not going to last forever, right? Do you think it will happen sooner or later? When you say it's not going to last forever, do you mean that they're going to try and go back to the old 
universe? Eventually, yeah. They'll run out. I don't, th- I don't think we'll ever do that. You don't think so? No. I don't. No, I think, I think they're all in. Hmm. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, I think this is the new status quo. I think, I mean, um, they, they may, they may morph back into some things, but which they kind of, they never, you know, as much as we say they were all in, they, they let Johns keep doing basically what he would, he had been doing on GL. Well, the books that were selling well stayed the same. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like they cut the cord completely. So. And in spirit, it's, it's new boss, same as the old boss. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's really, uh, in spirit, no different than what they were doing before. But I, I don't know. I, I, well, see, I, after they move into Burbank for a year, they may say, you know what, not fucking worth it. Yeah, and the whole fucking thing. I see some Flashpoint-style event yeah. in maybe two years where they, we'll they kind of go back. I, I, I'm, you know, you know, I said that in kind of half-assed joking, but... I, Five, ten years, they may just say, you know what, not fucking worth it. I mean, we, it, it wouldn't shock me if they, if, if they just shut the whole thing down and just stick with movies. Hmm. I don't um, know about that. I don't would see you, that happening would either. Said, would you have said ten years ago that, that they were gonna pull the plug on the New York offices? Well, again, I don't think relocating offices, uh, well, I don't, I mean, what does that have to do with? Keeping the business going—that's not. I, I mean, they're the relocating them to is, I understand, to be an even nicer, posher office. It's just—I yeah. mean, they're just centralizing. It's a very corporate thing to do. Like I don't. I mean, like, why, to me, to me I'd, be, I'd be more inclined to think that the you, know what, you know what another very corporate thing to do is get rid of things that don't make money. But that's the misnomer that I always drives me nuts. Com- the comic publishing industry makes a ton of money. It's got a huge oh, profit they, margins. Okay, so they're still they're still. In a, fact, a, comic a, books. I mean, again, they're 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 all rolled into bigger, but. Back when Marvel was still, pu- I mean, comic publishing is about eight times profit more profitable than almost any other type of publishing. It's, oh. I mean, their margins were well north of thirty percent EBIT margins, which is unheard of in publishing. So, I mean, that's the irony here. And and the industry's never been healthier. I mean, we just saw the cool. the average price that we, for all the complaining we all did about comic pricing. Once again, we've proven to, to the the adage that. We like to bitch about pricing, but it doesn't matter. Sales are up tremendously over the last five years, especially in the last two years. We just had record unit sales of paper comics this month. It's the highest they've been in 15 years of data. And on top of that, we've got digital being about 20 times larger than anyone thought it would be already. So, I mean, comic book, comic books are, I mean, the publishing business is as healthy as it's been in in 20 years. So, and I retract my statement. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, like, I don't. I, I think the issue for them is, and, and again, I think they 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 they're they have this they're in this enviable position of uh, being able to generate profits off of what's essentially an R and D center, right? I mean, that, I mean, that's how long do you think till till Disney um, pulls Marvel out to California? Um. Well, I mean, again, I I I, I view them differently in the sense that. Um, uh, I mean, DC's, uh, Disney's a much more distributed company, uh, in general, much more global. And, um, I mean, I don't get any indication. The difference, I mean, when D- DC put a, a person in charge of DC that was California and not comics mm-hmm. and Diane Nelson, but Marvel is still very much being run by Marvel. I mean, there hasn't been one Disney muckety muck that's been given a position of authority inside of Marvel. I mean, Kevin Feige and, all those guys are still running the show, you know, uh, 
you know, all the editorials the same. Even even Casada has been given a higher place in the pantheon, but he's still running the show. So, I, like, until we see like some dude we've never heard of from you know some other part of Disney being made COO of of Marvel properties, I don't think we could even think that. I mean, I, I think okay. there's no cool. you know. So, um, I don't know. I think business wise, they're both in fairly fine footing. I, I don't, uh, which is great for us as as, as readers for sure, but. But let's talk about Amazing X-Men, David. I I was quite pleased with the... Um, we didn't get the, the, that that Hulk lucky character and Guinness Dexter Vines look. Everybody was, was streamlined. Everybody looked... It, it, it almost looked like McGinnis was rejuvenated. It is like I'm I'm going to yes. draw the X Men and and it, it felt like he was and I think that he wasn't having fun drawing Rob Hulk. He has a Hulk punching the watcher. You're but breaking up like really bad. I don't know why. Does anyone else hear it? Yes. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. But that's okay. Give give it a minute. You you'll be all right. I don't know why that is. And you're okay now. Okay. There you are. Um, not not to say McGinnis wasn't having fun drawing Hulk because he got to draw Hulk punching out the watcher, but he you had there was just something about these characters under McGinnis, and and it it felt. I mean, it was it was the first issue. It was the return of Kurt. Um, yeah, it just felt like it looked like. Ed was having fun drawing this, and it was um, the story was neat. I um, you know, it, it's kind of it, it's by Aaron, so it has a little bit of that Wolverine and the X Men feel, but it it's it's different. I don't I don't know how I feel about the uh, the addition of Firestar. Hmm. But um. The uh, I, I thought I, I thought the book was it, it was a great first issue. I, I am uh, I'm excited to see this story play out. Dying to see how they bring Kurt back. It, it's just it was I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I think the difference in the uh, McGinnis art. Uh, I do believe Mister Vines took a slightly different approach in this issue. Mm-hmm. The 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 uh, lines are not the usual vines thickness, right? They he seems to have um, nah, that's not the word I want to use. Um, the, the, even the panel composition, there's a lot of air to these panels. Yes, yes, the, yes. It, it's there's not a preponderance of double page McGinnis spreads in this thing. There's a couple, yeah. but um, for the most part, the artwork breathes. M- more than than like say McGinnis's Hulk stuff, where it was just like slam bam, just you know fights every like six seven pages of fights close up, uh, and it's a different setting for McGinnis. It's like it, part of it's in the school, right? So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it just seems like um, you're right. It seems like a rejuvenation of sorts where they're 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 trying a different approach. Uh, it doesn't even look like Nova. To me, it, 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 oh yeah, you're right. Yes, yes yeah. Yes. It's just and there's a lot of characters which, you know, we've seen from McGinnis when he works with Loeb, but 
Um, no, I just thought it was. It's different. It's it's the McGinnis trademark style is there, but the, it's just it's wide open. It just seems it seems optimistic to me. Exactly. I was just gonna say happy. Yeah, it yeah. does, and and that's the thing. I think. I mean, I think the the most telling thing here is that you know the central character is Nightcrawler, and there's a good four or five pages of just Kurt doing his swashbuckling thing with swords <laughs> flipping around, and it's like David said. I mean, it it, it would make Cochran proud. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it just. It's 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 just again it's not this bulky character style that you think you know McGinnis has kind of became known of and we, you know we saw glimpses of what this was going to look like at New York Comic Con so I wasn't completely shocked I mean I knew it was going to be pretty but yeah I just agree it just was just it seems like it's it's just uh, inspired stuff and um, you know I mean the story is what it is I mean I, I think anything is essentially you know anytime you're dealing with bringing the character back from the dead you know you got to have a little bit of a you know, you got to be a little tolerant. I mean, it's it's going to be quirky, no matter how they do it. Right? It's it's going to involve yeah. some kind of shifting, you know, dimensional or time or magic. I mean, there's going to be some kind of aspect that's bringing someone back from the dead. Um, uh, you know, I would have to say, I mean, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of Azazel the first go around. So, oh, I think he's cool. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So I don't, I don't know that. Like, again, I, I was a little like, okay, but, but I was. In spite of my not thinking much of Azazel and that whole um, that whole storyline back in the, the day when we first learned of him and him being Kurt's father, I um I thought they did a great job with it here again. I think especially with the art. I mean, having the little Bamps, having Azazel mm-hmm. appear, and then having his own little red skinned evil Bamps. Yep. And uh, and you know, in a way, this felt very much like it could have easily been an issue of Wolverine and the X Men. Right. You know, it takes place in the school. It's got that. Com- comedic aspect to it it's got that energy it's got the ensemble cast it's got the like little tongue-in-cheek jokes so you know i don't even i guess i'm, I'm kind of surprised this is you know it's its own thing um and and maybe eventually you know they have a, a sort of a, a path to combine the two books since aaron's writing them both i don't know that but uh but but yeah it's um it it, it was really really entertaining and um i think that uh i don't know how long mcginnis will be on the book but he's certainly setting the stage for a really strong debut. Yeah. And, you know, you, when you mentioned, um, I'm going to say it differently than you, but I'm not saying you're wrong. When uh, the, the uh, Azazel um, reveal page, the the way McGinnis draws the the sulfur explosion kind of Banff um, effect, mm-hmm. that's not stock McGinnis um, technique. That's very different. That's where I first started to say, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute, this looks a little different than what we've, um, w- how what we're familiar with McGinnis." And and then it, it made me think, McGinnis is really beholden to Kirby, especially on like the Hulk stuff. The, I mean, Jack is, you can feel Jack on every one of them pages. Right. This does not feel like Kirby. The, this this is another entirely entirely different beast and. Those the the little bamps, uh, the the smoke effect is where I f- really first noticed it. Uh, it's something really small, but when it, when an artist tries to do a different technique, they're they're reaching, they're trying something, they're they're mm-hmm. they're, they're stretching out and, sp- and you know what I mean. Uh, and that's uh, wow, that that page is I think that page is spectacular and it's so strong. Um, and then yeah. you, you know you you pull back and look at the whole issue. There is something different going on here. Something really good. Not to say that the old stuff is bad, but mm-hmm. I like this too. I like this a lot. By the way, for the record, Azazel, 
according to Merriam-Webster, uh, rhymes with appraisal and witch hazel. Good. So, you, hey, I pronounced it wrong. Oh my God! Is that a first? What? 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 Well, say you're wrong, Jason. But I'm going to pronounce this entirely different than you well, are. I know, and I'll probably screw it up. I have no issue with Firestar because, you know, I mean, I mean, shoot, I mean, you got you got Deathlock, uh, you know, being the the, the secretary uh, at the school, right? I mean, it's like, but number two, I mean, Firestar is a mutant and a redhead. Right oh yeah. yeah, I have no problem seeing her on the page. I mean, and he draws her oh, slim too. And, yeah, um, I did, and and you know, the the kid in me was very happy to see two thirds of Spider Man's Amazing Friends on the page. Um, Could have done without the storm, though. <laughs> but it was, it was, um, and it made for some cute uh, dialogue between uh, her and and uh, and, and well, Bobby and. The, the the Shi'ar who is after Bobby. Oh yeah, I was saying, Bobby's like uh, that's War Star, yeah. isn't it? It's like Stud. Yeah, War Panther. Yeah, War, yeah War Star. McGinnis can draw her in every issue, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, she's cute. Uh, too. Cute. She's got that. Well, I'm just saying she's got the uh, the rack. Yeah, exactly. Bring uh, it on. And she's platinum blonde. And they don't, they don't want Bobby. Right. Yeah, well, right? he's he's ice. Yes. Like Mr. Fantastic, uh, we're assuming can do things. I'm sure. I'm sure Bobby can do things too. Um, no, I just, just do I, outcast. I was. <laughs> I was trying to. I was, I, was, I, was, I was saying that um, the. Uh, I. There are already a ton. Of, well, no, it makes sense because if if Kitty left, then then yeah, then then, then there's an opening. But um, it was just I I was. I guess I was just so excited to see Kurt that, you know, anything new, any additions would kind of just detract to right. me. And I was just like, I just, I, I need to focus on, you know, so, but, um, and, and McGinnis is sneaky. That's the old beast that, that this, his beast has way more in common with the way that Hank used to look than the way he Probably looks now. Freaking do you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and another feather in McGinnis's cap. If you can't tell, I love the guy. Then you're not listening. He draws women with different body styles. Yep. Like Firestar's breasts are not the same uh, as, Warbird's as breasts. I was looking. I, as I was looking at that on the double page spread. Yeah. The bo- costume, Ra- Rachel. Rachel is appropriately formed for a girl her age, and it's like, yeah, yeah he's yeah, he's got perfect. it down. Yep. North Star yeah, needs needs to get happy. Because he's just like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like he's supposed to be happy right now. He's married. He's, I mean, I don't know. Life is supposed to be good for him. I don't yeah, know what's but going. He, he's kind of condescending. You know what I mean? Like he's. Well, yeah. that's what he always was. But it's yeah, like you're not your sister, dude. He's over there hovering over everybody else when and when they when they see the machine for the first time. It, it, little, little cute tricks like that, but yeah. it um great issue. Know, it, it yeah, it really was. It was a fantastic setup. Got to get the hardcover of this. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, can I do my second Archie? Yes, of course you can. All right. It's another number one from uh, the people at Archie. Uh, I'll go backwards. Lettering was done by John Workman. Can we say woot, woot, woot? Yep. Dialogue by Mr. Mark Wade. But the plot and the illustration was by... Dean Haspiel. Yes, indeedy. Yep, it's the Fox number one. They uh, got to give it to Archie. They never totally abandoned the Red Circle stable of heroes. They they're, give it a couple of years and they'll try and bring them back, um, like the Mighty Crusaders. Um, oh, they wait for DC to fail with them again, and then they uh, 
<laughs> Try something. But listen to the pitch. Uh, and again, it's one of those uh, wraparound covers, thicker cover stock, just like the Afterlife with Archie. But get, this is the setup. And this is what I was um, alluding to when I said I'm not good with, with the elevator pitch. This, mm-hmm. is, this is all you need to know about this. Paul Patton was a photojournalist who couldn't seem to find the story. So Paul donned the costume of the fox to make the story come to him. Now the story won't stop. That's all you need to know. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so smart, right? Um, so the last time I saw the fox, it was drawn by Alex Toth back in 80s, mid-80s. Heard that kid was all right. Uh, he is good. Yeah, he already has some skills. And uh, Archie, smart as they are, you can get that Alex Toth um, fox story in a New Crusaders Legacy. They're, repr- they're, re- reprin- they're reprinting it. Dude, my son does that all the time. I hate it. My kids love that shit, dude. But this this issue's bonkers. It it it's crazy. There's uh, uh like I said, Paul is Paul Patton Jr. because he's a legacy hero. His father was the Fox uh, too. He's a photojournalist working for uh, I think the newspaper is called The World uh, in Impact City. So you get. Half Batman because he he doesn't have superpowers. Self-trained, he's honed his body to razor sharp precision. Um, So he's very much like Batman. Uh, And they push this home in the first couple pages. These thugs have him uh, strapped to a a chair, and they're beating the piss out of him. And he's already deduced nine different ways to get out of it. And when one of them pulls a knife, a knife, he goes, "Okay, make that eleven ways to get out of this." Mm-hmm. So he's he's a tactical, um, I don't want to say master, but he's got a handle on uh, contingency plans, like like Batman. He's also a lot like Peter Parker, and I don't say Spider Man because he has the uh, the home life of a Peter mm-hmm. Parker. He's trying to make money as a photojournalist, working for a newspaper. He's got a wife and a young son. Uh, he's a family man, and he just wants things to be peaceful and ordinary, but that's the last thing he wants. He, he's a hero. And uh, so you got this Mr. Smile character roughing people up in Impact City. You have a, uh, they call it My Face, but uh, there's a social media mogul named Lucy Fur, <laughs> <laughs> whose uh, alter ego is Madam Satan. And she sucks fear and emotions out of people, and she's got this green skull face, and she's she's slamming hot, but she's got a green skull face, you know. But the, the issue, if you like what Mike Allred does, you'll love what Dean Haspiel's doing here, because in my um, estimation, he does it better. I like me some Haspiel. Yeah, he's great. Uh, it's it's just a fun story. Most of it is just concerned with the fox getting out from under the the talons of Madam Satan. Uh, there's a cliffhanger ending. They set up uh, Paul's life and the town. And from what Dean says in the uh, two pages of afternotes, it's kind of semi-autobiographical because Dean's father used to like to take pictures and trained him and, and tutored him in, in art and photography. And so he brought that into this story. It's really good stuff. And again, two ninety nine from Archie. If you want... Um, unpretentious superhero action i would uh, invest in this book a lot of fun and dean's heart's his heart well his heart's in the right place but his art's in the right place too because he's just fantastic very kinetic book double page spread 
slam bam action jumping around and you got a Batman with fox ears. It's great. And I got the Darwin Cook cover. Darwin Cook did a cover for this. And it's amazing. Nice. Yes. Uh, let's see. Who did a cover? Haspiel did one. Darwin Cook did one. And I can't uh, find the other ones because I'm not looking hard enough. But uh, there were multiple covers for this, and rightly so. It's a great little book. I'm, I'm on forever. You were Archie Maniac. And David, next issue, backup story start. This time, it's the shield. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. They never... No, that's not different shield. This is the uh, Mighty Crusaders shield. Not the wrestling shield. And you know who's inking it? Who's inking it? Come on, it's Archie. Who's inking it? P-Boy? Oh. Um, Terry Austin. Yes. Oh. Yeah, he does stuff for Archie all the time. Especially when he makes toys. So, buy this. Respect. Right. You're all over the Archie. I've, you are loving the Archie. I've like five years ago. I had this this epiphany with Archie, and I've never stopped. I just I, I buy tons of their stuff, and I I haven't been let down. Yep. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> What's that? What? <laughs> we we will have no lulls here. More Seriously, comics, dude. More comics. It's bedtime. It's bedtime. No. No, it's Crazy. not. Yeah, wait, ten. I gotta go. Let's talk about lists. Lists? What? What? What about lists? Oh yes. Marvel.com uh, a few weeks ago, and we talked about it on the forums. Uh, released a a uh, in five segments their top fifty X Men of all time. And while I maybe didn't agree with everything, I thought it was a reasonably good list as far as those things go. I'd go over that, yeah. You know. So now they're doing uh, their. 50 greatest Avengers of all times. What? And, uh, you know, as, uh, as I think many people know, I, I just recently published a sp- Avengers, uh, Sporkle quiz. That's a funny that, word. That covers all the Avengers. I love that. It is Sporkle is a ridiculous name. That's what you eat mashed um, potatoes at the Kentucky Fried Chicken that, with. That's just Spork. Not Sporkle. Exactly. But, uh, they've gone, they've now unveiled their, their first 30, so numbers 21 through 50. And, um, uh, you know, these lists are created to foster conversation. I mean, that's the real point of it. And obviously, by the very nature of them, they're subjective. So everybody's list is going to be different. Um, so I don't really necessarily want to condemn the list, per se, or anything like that. But, uh, but, uh, but I mean, but, I will just say, like, Havoc is on the list, and that's for goddamn ridiculous. That is. That is. That he, like, no. he's been an Avenger for all of, like, A eight months. And he's... <laughs> He's known for doing one thing, making a speech where he said he doesn't want people to use the M word. It was a pretty powerful speech, though. I, I mean, gotta give him props. I mean, you know. And, and listen, as an X-Men and Avengers nut for 30 years, I, I love me some havoc. Don't get me wrong. But, and he would be, he would be in my top 50 X-Men of all time. Right. Was he on the top 50 X-Men? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, all right. Yeah. But, um. Well, Cable was but, number one. But he does not belong oh, in the, uh, in the Avengers. Screw that. So, so I was just curious who who would be, and you know I know this is spur of the moment. So, but if you had to sort of off the cuff give a top ten Avengers who might make your list, top ten, top ten. No, ten. Now, this is greatest Avengers. This isn't your favorite, right? Yeah. Right. Well, so I it's think gotta, it's got it's got to be Cap. He has yeah. to be number one. Yeah, Cap. I agree. Cap I be number Cap, one. I have trouble figuring out a way Cap can't can't isn't number one. 
He is the Avenger. He has right? to be number one. I agree. He's the first Avenger. Steve um, Avenger. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's been Well, I think I think the top three the top three is set in stone. Right. Cap, Iron Man, Thor has right. to be. Right. Yeah, and then probably Hank Pym. Okay, he's got to be in the top ten. I think he's got to be in the top ten. I think, I think he he's the top ten. Yeah, I will. I will say if Wonder Man's anywhere near the top twenty-five, that the list is like stupid. <laughs> Dude, that's Epic not, is on the list, so yeah. stop it. Top twenty-five. He definitely. Yes. But he'd be in the like twenties. I agree. He's not a top ten guy, but I mean, him and Beast are together were some of my favorite Avengers comics of all time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. Top ten. Yeah, I think Hawkeye would be my fifth. He would be right. He would. I mean, Hawkeye would be in my top five, rather. Okay. Yeah, well, so. Wasp is in the top ten. Wait. Yes. So we got. So is Janet in the top ten? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think. I think. I would. I would definitely put her in there. So we got. So we got uh, Cap, Iron Man, Thor. Um. Hank, Tim, Janet, Hawkeye. Janet, Hawkeye. That's what six, 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 seven, You need six. to have Wanda in the top ten. Yeah, yeah I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, more than Pietro. Yes. Uh, so, so Wanda, yes. Quicksilver, Vision. no. Vision, Vision's the top I, ten. I can't put Vision in my top ten. Why? I love Vision, but I don't think he he just doesn't make quite make my top ten. He's like right outside of it. Well, what are your qualifications for the top ten? He's in my top ten. Well, it's just it's this is the list of the greatest. So like the most, the most. He, he, put it this way. I I, I mean I'm not going to argue with you putting me in your top ten. I just in my top ten he'd be right outside of. It. He'd be like eleventh or twelfth. Okay. Uh, you got There's something against problem. like cybernetic organisms, don't you? <laughs> well, Machine Man would be my top fifty if that makes you feel good. <laughs> All right, let's see. Top ten. What do we have? About seven now. That's eight. If, That's eight. If Vision is in, we have eight. Um, I would stick Mantis in the second twenty, definitely. Well, I like Mantis. Well, no, I mean eleven to eleven to twenty. Eleven, eleven to twenty. Mantis has to be in there, but top ten. What about Hercules? Was Hercules fit? I never even. I've never considered him an Avenger. What? Dude, he was on. He was on the Bushima Palmer era. I know, Stop. but he's just he's just no. like the oh. reserve Avenger. I, I no. see. No, he's no. a champion, Dr. dude. Reserve Dude, he came up. He came aboard right after Swordsman and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, no. Her he joined Vision. Uh, he joined before Black Panther, before Black Knight, before if, Black Widow. If you have oh, Thor on the roster, Hercules is redundant. You already well, have one god. You don't need Hercules. Not, this is not, we're not Avengers, dude. Nah. You're not. You're, you're, you're looking. You're, you're trying to plan a strategy and and have these you guys. Throw a quick bro. Right. Yeah. It's it's he's the greatest Avenger. <laughs> Pick up the dumpster and fling it. <laughs> and uh, then make a joke about beer. Is Carol in there? Dance? No, I love her to death. She's my favorite. She's probably one of my favorite Avengers characters. Like I, I I'm I think she is one of my favorite female Marvel characters. Period. But I don't think I could stick her in the top ten. Oh, She Hulk. She- She-Hulk? Yeah, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Talk about someone that's a tertiary Avenger. I mean, she's... (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? Wait, are you going to seriously try and tell me that Hercules was a less impactful Avenger than (laughs) She-Hulk? Absolutely. (laughs) She-Hulk single-handedly instigated an entire sea change in the Avengers by killing the Vision. Ripping them apart. That was a big moment. And she, she she's been in the event. like three years. No, no. It's been longer than that. Come on. She was she was there for the Stern Palmer, the Bushima era, too. Yeah. I mean, we're digging here, but you know, Black Knight. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> I said Black Knight. Yeah, you, top, I didn't hear you. Yeah, of course, top, top but old 20, Dane. Top twenty. Oh boy, it gets <laughs> tough guys, after the first ten, doesn't it? You guys are forgetting. I think the two of the the more obvious ones. I know I am. Um, Beast and Black Widow. <sighs> so, no, I can't put Beast there, and I know that he probably they spent a ton of time with the Avengers. He's the only no. one that's the top ten for me in both X Men and Avengers. We He's said Hank. Man. We said Hank was like number f- five, wasn't he? Who did we say Beast? Oh, no, Hawkeye. No, no, not not Hank. Not oh, I would definitely put Hank in the top ten. You wouldn't put Black Widow in the top ten? No, Black Widow's not. See, no. Okay, so this is where Jay and Jason's obviously the much bigger Avengers fan. Vision is in my top ten. Beast is not. Well, I don't have a problem with that. Like to me, to me, Black, to me, Hercules, Black Widow, Black Knight, Beast, um, Vision, and Black Panther would all kind of be in that. Like, see, yeah. through see I can't see Black Panther or Black Widow as Avengers for some reason. No, no, I mean, but Black this whole has been Bla- an Avenger for first of all, yeah, Black Widow has been an Avenger. Yeah, I, N- Natasha's probably She's, in. I mean, Natasha and Hercules probably round mine out. I, I don't think Natasha belongs anywhere near the Avengers. Why not? Wait a minute. Time out. Natasha <laughs> has been an Avenger from... She was an Avenger before Mantis, before Beast, before Hellcat, before Wonder Man, before Miss Marvel, before she, all the West Coast. She, she, she was a chairman, wasn't she? she? And by the way, she's been an Avenger member. She's one of the few that was a member all the way back then, during the 90s, and then is still currently an active member of the Avengers. She's actually been one of the longest running Avengers and been on more active rosters than almost anybody. Well, was she a, was she a leader of the Avengers at one point? Yes. Yeah. Natasha to me is a lone operative who okay. sometimes yeah. sometimes appeared in Daredevil. Yes. And but that's then tough, though cuz she's been in as many issues of Avengers as almost That's fine, but I don't know. But I, she's just like, okay, let's con- she's like a consultant. You know what I mean? They, they they need some kind of stealth going on, so they bring in Natasha to help them out with the espionage, and then she goes away. Nah, I don't know. I just it, it doesn't feel right for Natasha to be in the Avengers to me. It, it may, she Wait. may she may have been in a lot of issues, and she may have you know she may have her her uh, hooks in the team's history, but it just doesn't feel right to me. I'm baffled by that. No. Just because again, she's currently a member. She was a member back in the '90s, and she was a member. Well, way I back think that's Bendis just rounding out the roster with a. TNA. I, I don't. I, I'm almost tempted to say Monica Rambeau is is higher on the list for, for me. Oh, Black I Widow. definitely put her higher than Black Widow. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, yeah. You guys have lost your damn minds. <laughs> <laughs> you have lost your God damn mind. Dude, you guys realize Black Widow is like in the fucking Avengers movies, right? Oh, <laughs> for a reason. Oh, well, that makes it good then. If she's in the movies, <laughs> dude, it's not random. They didn't fucking randomize it. They no, because the movies are based on the Bendis vision. They didn't put She-Hulk in the fucking movie. They put no, they didn't for a reason, right? And it just—it's not coincidental that she's a character that doesn't require much special effects. You know, it's just she looks good. She's great in a leather, skin tight, whatever she's got on. But I, I just think she's she's in the movies for for eye candy. I'm not well, saying she like, didn't hel- hold a, you know she held her own, but I think you're wrong. Shout out. So my girl Scarlett Johansson, who who just recently became the first ever two time winner of the Sexiest Woman Alive by Esquire. Oh, she's damn first sexy. Yeah, I'm all I'm, I'm on board that train. But yeah. so, as far as so, the comics so, go, nah. So Banner Banner's not been in the in the Avengers enough. No, 
No, no, no. I could never yeah. put no. maybe maybe in, maybe in the thirties or the forties down down way down the list, but nah. All right, who's your dark horse? Who's someone you wouldn't quite put in the top ten, but you think deserves to get some props? Tiger. <laughs> well, for Vince, I would have to say Mantis because he's out there. But yeah, I love Mantis. I would say, um, I would say Mockingbird. Sure, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a real Just good one. Because I consider her sort of part and parcel with yeah with uh, the West Coast and Hawkeye. I've always been a fan of uh, Black Canary. That's <laughs> not right. That's not right. Who is a uh, who would be your who would be your pick for? Uh, the the fuck Avenger, like you can't even believe that they were Doctor Druid, Doctor Druid. He's like he's like he should be the Avengers King. barber, Doctor Druid. <laughs> Push a broom, dude. I I I, I would rather <laughs> see Jarvis in the Avengers roster than Doctor Druid. Now mine is a uh, well. I have two Darkhawk. Oh, oh thank God. yeah, and D Man, dude. Demolition Man. Oh, yes. I like in, in Captain right. America. I didn't do anything. He was a professional wrestler. Yeah, but in Captain America, <laughs> D-Man's great. D-Man's what? really good in Captain America. There, there's a whole stretch of issues where it's just Cap and D-Man, and I like that character a lot. That was a crazy era, dude. Gilgamesh. Uh huh. Thunderstrike. That was like the Detroit era of the Avengers. JLA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> like... <laughs> was that the leather jacket era? Exactly. You know who was in that era? She Hulk. <laughs> no, it doesn't hold water, dude. No, I, I, I think no. I'm not even going to get into that. But more, more importantly, that X Men uh, list, like, tell me that Cable was way towards the top because I, I'm sure he was. He, you know, I have to go back and look. Um, I have the Avengers one open right now, but he was high up there. Yeah, for sure. So, he was, you know who was tied for number three? I'd have to go over to Cable. Wolverine and Cyclops. Fucking Cable, come on. You know how my X-Men list would go? Number one would be Cable. Of course. Number would two would oh. be um, Ascani's son, Nathan, when he was young. <laughs> Number three would be um, X-Man. X-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Cable's the shit, man. Remember the... Strife, Strife find his way in the top one? Of this, course. This, this is Strife. why some of us don't get votes. Vince. Yeah, and then uh, every she other iteration of, of Cable would go in the top ten. Vince. Hmm? Cable was number 13 yeah, on their list. That's jank. He should be a lot higher. Well, the controversy there, and I don't even really have a problem with it. It wouldn't have been my pick, but was that, was Kitty was number one. Nice. What? Oh, I can, I can wrap my heart around that. What's yeah. I, it wouldn't have been my pick, but I could see why they made her number yep. one. Yep. I and, don't, uh, I don't so agree yeah, with it. Elf but... was number two. Ooh. It was, it was Kitty Pride, Nightcrawler, Beast, what? Storm, Wolverine. Oh, get out of here. Wolverine and Cyclops were tied. Who yes. made this list? People. Marvel. I don't have a problem with that. Who do you have a problem with that? This freaking storm shouldn't be anywhere near oh, that top tier. Yeah. I mean, again, it's greatest. It's who's been the most. I mean, Storm has been an X Men. I mean, she's and she's totally. Uh, right, and, 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 and I'm just being objective here. But Storm is awesome. She's. I'm not as big of a fan as as Jason is, but. Wolverine has got to be number one on that list, and if not Wolverine, Cable. then Cable. then it, it's Cyclops or Professor X. Yeah. Well, actually, Cyclops is tied for fifth, like David said. Professor X wasn't in the top ten, and I actually agree with that. How? I mean, because he can't great. It's a mascot. Like, what a fucking Yeah, he's 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 more like the 
the dad. He's I, I would argue he's caused more problems for the X Men. Exactly. Than, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, but that it, that doesn't discount his importance. To certainly, you know, he he's the founder of the the entire thing. And yeah, but he's not as good as Jubilee. You got to put Vampire Jubilee above Professor uh, X, right? Now, where I do have an issue is they had Professor X fourteen and then Magneto ten, and that's jank because. I mean, look, I like Magneto and all, and, but he, I mean, that's ridiculous. You can't, you can't have Magneto ahead of Professor X. It How about Forge? Sense. Where did Forge fall? David was living that Forge was on the list. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that's funny. You know, I, I was, I was tickled back in the day when they had Forge and Storm hook up because they're basically the same effectiveness <laughs> as far as characters you go. Know, yeah, right. I know you do it, just, but, but it really is retarded that you give such issues. It doesn't make you sense. No, Storm is the lamp of the X-Men. How do you put Nightcrawler ahead of Wolverine? Do it, I know you How? don't mean it that way, but people listen to the show and they think you're racist. I'm not racist. Why? Just because oh, she's black? Yeah. She's not even black. She's light skinned. You know right, I'm, I'm gonna bust. Let me let me bust the. Uh, I'm gonna throw the the, the X Men list. There's a couple that you're like. Okay. Now remember the X Men. The X Men. Uh, you know, I I don't actually have much of an issue with the X Men list in terms of like who's on it. Uh, like I said, it's uh, it's Kitty Pryde, Nightcrawler, Beast. Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, Rogue, Colossus, Jean Grey, and Magneto in the top ten. I got issues with Magneto being that high, but whatever. Um, then Psylocke, Iceman, Cable, Professor what? X, Gambit, Emma, Angel, Jubilee, Dazzler, and Rachel Grey. Now, let's be honest. Dazzler in the top 20 is ridiculous. Yeah. It makes no freaking yeah, sense. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You just made me mad a little bit when you said that people think I'm racist because they don't like Storm. You don't – What are you anti-Semitic because you don't want Magneto up that high? Like, <laughs> why would you even say that to me? You uh, know I'm not like that. No, I know. But the last time we had a very heated conversation about Storm, you went there a little bit. I, I know. I just think she's useless. She really is. Make it rain. Wow. You know, it, I, I just don't like, like the character. Like no, Thor brings the thunder. Come on. <laughs> and he's got a hammer. He's got the milkshake. He's got the hammer. And the, nah. I don't understand. No, I, re- I just don't like Storm. Goddess. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, but but uh, having having Dazzler is ridiculous. I agree. Uh, then 21, Havoc, Bishop, Cannonball, North Star, Banshee, Longshot, Forge, Magic, <laughs> Domino, and Mystique. Uh, I don't know. I think... I think there's two characters in that list that should be higher. Who? Uh, Magic and um, what did you say? Who was before Forge? Uh, f- uh, Longshot. Yeah, I think Longshot should be a little higher too. See, I, I love Magic, but I don't know if I could put Magic much higher because most of what she did wasn't really. She's an X Men. She's a new mutant. She's an X Men of late, like of the last mm-hmm. six, seven years, but. Aw, what's the matter with the puppy? I'm happy about Georgie, I, I'm not petting her. Why? Uh, she goes, Daddy, it's past your bedtime. Don't We're be, supposed to be snuggling. Don't be so cold. But dude, man. like, they have, like, uh, where it gets sketchy is, like, they have Sabretooth 50, which is ridiculous. I know he was next man for, like, 12 issues, but I mean... Yeah, I, where's Juggernaut? I mean, Juggernaut's 41. Jesus. Hmm. Uh, dude, but Marrow's on there. Oh, I mean, no. Really? I mean, I mean, dude, come on. Man. How about Joseph? Beak? Dude, Joseph's on there. Come on. Is, Joseph? What? Is, is Beak on there? No. Good. <laughs> but uh, but back to the Avengers. Cause is Thorn on there? N- no, no, no. But Joseph's on there, which is ridiculous. Well, I think Thorn um, should be on there. They, they, what we've learned is that these lists are ridiculous. Who would you who would you guess is the number 50? 
I know because I saw it. Oh, so I'm not going to say. Avengers? Yeah. Um, Jocasta. Ooh, that's actually a good guess. That is a good <laughs> guess. And you know what? I don't think you're surprised. I love her. Seen her yet, I don't think I'm Actually, going. she's not on the list. And I don't think she's going to be in the top 20, so she actually she should be on the list before this person for sure. Absolutely. Wow. Now you just might as well just tell us because I don't think Two we're Gun Kid. Oh, man. <laughs> now, to be fair, Two Gun Kid was bare. Like, when I was making this sporkle, I wasn't quite convinced I should put him on the list. Yeah, because you're homophobic. That's why. <laughs> uh, dude, if you're going to make make the joke, make it right. It's Rawhide Kid that's the gay one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, I thought he, you know, two guns. You know, now, you're, yeah, now you just got something against Cowboys. Vince. Yeah, really. And Indians. Throw them all in there. He really wasn't even an active member. He came forward in time and they made him sort of a, like, he, he was never even like, you know what I mean? Like, that's weak. Avengers Forever. I remember that. But even that, that's still not. You might as well make Rick Jones a member. Where does um, Wonder Man actually fall? Uh, well, he's got to be in the top 20. top 20. Yeah, he's not. In the, he's not been in. Tw- up through 21, he's not on there. So. Okay, so David will be happy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the top 20, I think, are pretty well resolute. Do they have Madam Web at 33, which is baffling. That's, see? That's... Like, that is... And then having... Wait, what intern? Put this together. <laughs> Dude, Iron Patriot, fucking Norman Osborn's 31st. I mean, oh, what? Oh, jeez. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. I think we're reaching with that one. Yeah, we are, seriously. Yeah, it does. Been, it, there's, been, yeah. there's been almost 120 adventures, and this is what you whittle the 50 down to. Yeah, it's it's... Oof, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, the Avengers list is definitely more controversial for sure. You might as well put Rom on the list because he was on that one cover back in the 80s. I would Somebody put Rom on the list. Why That's not? what I'm saying. Rom wasn't was even the cover. Avenger, though. No, he wasn't. He was on the cover. So, I mean, at this rate. Yeah. So was uh, Ghost Rider, too, right? For a little while? Maybe two issues? Well, ne- never never an Avenger, no. Really? Did he Correct. just Did he just pop he's, up in the book? He was a champion. No, but he that that one storyline with uh, Tigra and and um... yeah, it was just a team up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. No, so yeah, so I mean, uh... lists are fun. Yeah, no, they are, dude. But I would put like <laughs> they got cable on them. What's that? <laughs> they're, they're fun if they have cable on them. You're funny. Not fun if they have four them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding around like I do with the storm. I think Cable is the best X character ever created. Well, apparently, well, of course you do. We believe you, Vince. Truth, and it's don't agree the, with the you, genius of Rob Liefeld. Uh, on that note, are you guys <laughs> going to stick around for a yeah, while? Yeah, we're going to stick around. All right, I'm I'm bailing. I guess uh, honestly, I th- don't even think we've touched two hours yet. I got nope. coming up on two hours. I got to get uh, I got to get the dogs out and uh, get go. squared away for tomorrow. Big curling day. Them balls. Mm-hmm. Get some sleep. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, in your travels, um, look up Pariah, Missouri. Yes, it's because nice. he's right. It's very good. Yeah, got got my Kickstarter in uh, this week, and it's it's gorgeous. Uh, uh, Mr. Salazar and the and the boys. It's Andre Salazar, not my Salazar. Uh, you did, own him, uh, huh? You own him. Yes, did, you, did, he, did he lose a bet? <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the the boys that put together the Pariah, Missouri Kickstarter did a uh, fantastic job on that hardcover. So enjoying it mightily. So I can talk about it a little bit more next week. But uh, nice. Yeah, I got to roll. But you guys have a great weekend. All right, you too, brother. All right, bye bye, all. All right. Now being objective here, because I did just so if there's 117 Avengers, okay.
Now, I think it's fair to say that uh, like the last 30 or so probably aren't eligible for this list. Just based on, like, what I mean by that is, uh, well, Havoc's on the list, which is fucking, I guess that kind of violates that, but, but like, everyone from Havoc joined in on Candy Avengers number one, right? Now, the Avengers roster has exploded since then, because of Hickman's, you know, whole thing, so. Sure. Since, since, since that issue you had, Havoc, Cannonball, Captain Universe, Hyperion, Manifold, Shang-Chi, Smasher, Sunspot, Rogue, Sunfire, Agent Coulson, Nick Fury Jr., Maria Hill, Taskmaster, Invigilator, Abyss, X Nihilo, Nightmask, Starbrand, Blue Marvel, The New Power Man, White Tiger. Yeah. Now, fair to say none of them are making the list, right? Um, I think Maria Hill should be on the list just as a tip of the hat to Mr. Bendis. She, she's, okay, well, she's been instrumental for... I can see what you're saying. But I'm saying, but since we're already up to the top 20, she ain't making the list. Right. Well, somewhere towards the lower regions of the mm-hmm. list, I think she should be out. But of so if we if we cut like that 30 off, then that leaves you with like 80 ish for the 50. Mm-hmm. So there's not it's like so so the list is going to seem a little more egregious than it probably would otherwise. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also can say you can assume that like people like uh, like Red Hulk, Daredevil, Quake, Prince of Orphans, they're not getting on the list either. Right. So, you know, you know, you're pretty quickly winning it down. And then if you assume guys like Dr. Druid and Gilgamesh and Triathlon are on the list, then, you know, you're kind of getting to your list, right? I see. I like Triathlon a lot. Me too. Yeah, Me too. Was, but again, uh, he's a good character. Was, was, um, Wasn't 3D Man an Avenger for about... Well, that's... Well, that's yeah, that was the same. Well, right. Was, that's what yeah. I'm... But no, he wasn't 3D Man until... He was Triathlon um, in the Avengers, because he right. was part of the whole Triune understanding. And then right. during the, uh, the initiative, he became... Yeah, he became I'm talking Bronze Age. Didn't 3D Man show up somewhere he along? He showed up, but he wasn't a member. All right. The, um, Do you have a list of who exactly was an... Ave- oh, you have all those... If you took my Sporkle quiz, oh. you would have a list. I, I, I'm not good at... Yeah, but yes. No. Yes, it lists them all in the order that they joined the, uh, the team. Wow. You compiled that yourself? Yes, sir. I'm scared. <laughs> very scared so you, you have so much to do where do you find the time to do stuff like that i was working on it for a few weeks it was something i felt like doing look at you silver claw probably not on the list yeah uh, uh lion heart probably not on the list let me ask you a question was red wolf ever an avenger no okay now i think wolverine is likely to be on the list because yeah i am too which i don't think he like Spider Man's number twenty five on the list. Like I can't see why Wolverine would be in the top twenty. Yeah, you're right. But he has been a cornerstone of of Bendis's Avengers. So sure, and you know, Power Luke Cage has got to be up there too. Well, Power Man's got to be in the top ten, I would think. Right? Yeah, he's been pretty much like the he's been like Bendis's lead character. Yep. So I would think he probably makes it right. No century, I assume. Uh, <laughs> Not in the like, top twenty. Yeah, I mean, so your top twenty are probably Ant Man. Iron Man, Thor, Wasp, Captain America, Hawkeye, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Hercules, Black Panther, Vision, Black Knight, Black Widow. Uh, did M- Mantis is already on the list, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Beast, Sword, uh, Swordsman, Wonder Man, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, Falcon. Oh yeah, for real. Mockingbird. Where's Star Fox? You're not going to yes. make Yes, Eros is not on there? That's crazy. People that, that is. Me off. People that should be on the list but aren't going to be on the list, I think, would be 
Um, let's see. Uh, I'm just going down. Well, you know, do you think Black Knight's going to make the top 20? He better. Uh, he should. He should, right? But is he going to? Oh, Mach- I mean, oh, Black Knight was 24th. Sorry. Well, there was a number of Eternals that were Avengers. Black Knight was 24th. Okay. So, I mean, if you're, you're not going to have... Jack of Hearts is 20. See, that's... that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That Jack is. of Hearts is 28th. That's ridiculous. That's the reason why the, this is him? Moon Knight is 30th. Come on. Oh, man. Uh, no, no, no. Son. Moon Damn. Knight, the Storm of the Avengers. Now you are anti-Semitic. Hellcat? He doesn't even realize he's Jewish. He doesn't Hellcat. even know who he is. <laughs> so no Hellcat. Nah. Which is nuts, too. Yeah. No Star Fox. Well, they had to make room for two-gun kids, so. No Star Fox. Uh, no War Machine. Yeah. That's, uh, well, you don't need, well, I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about that. No Firebird. Hmm. None of that crazy, like we were just saying, none of the Druid, D-Man, Gilgamesh era. Um, none of the Fantastic Four members that were members. Spider-Woman uh, on the list? Spider-Woman was on the list, yeah. Good. Okay. No Cersei. There you go. No Rage. Okay. No Machine Man, no Living Lightning. Uh, probably no crystal. Thunderstrike made the list. Oh no! Yep. No Darkhawk. Uh, mm, Justice made the list. No Silverclaw. Jack of Hearts made the list. That's insane. Uh, you think Sentry makes the list? I. I would really hope not. I do too. I <laughs> hope he does not. So no Ares. No Amadeus Cho. Um. None of the Young Avengers. So I, what this proves is there there are two very strong thra- uh, strains in the Marvel Universe. Is there a third strain? Like you have the Avengers, you have the X-Men, and there's a reason why Avengers Well, not that you X-Men. could do 50, I would think. They're the only two you could do the 50, right? I, I mean, if you if you went villains, yeah, you could do that. But, I mean, as far as groups, you're right. There's basically two in the Marvel Universe. I mean, you could do lots and lots of top tens. Right. But those are the only two things I think you could do top, top, yeah. So, anyway, just food for thought. I like those thing kind of things. I think they're Me fun because they foster discussion. They're meant to get you mad and stuff, you know. It's true. We can spread this out and say who are the top ten uh, Justice League members. That's kind of easy. We should, If you wanted to make it difficult, you go top 20. <laughs> Yeah, I I would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I I, I don't know who was. I probably don't know all the members of the Justice League. So top, the original seven. Yeah, top ten. Well, is that's what I mean. But I'm saying I don't. I don't know who. Like I don't know all the like the Avengers. I know all the members. I don't. But I don't know the. Yeah, the original seven: Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, Green Arrow. Um, Green Arrow would be on the list. He's not an original, but yes. No. Uh, Snapper Car. Hawkman. Um, Hawkman, yes. Elongated Man. Zatanna? Definitely. Well, you're you Black Canary? Uh, I would put Zatanna before Black Canary. No, okay. I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't. No. Black Canary first, yeah. For, for this is top 20 or? Yeah, top 20. We, we're well past 10, I think. Aren't yeah. We? Okay. Um, Firestorm, Red, Red Tornado, Firestorm definitely, Red Tornado definitely, Steel, no, uh, no. oh wait, Superman Steel or no, no, neither one, Vibe, no, Vixen, no, 
Captain Marvel. Uh, mm, no. No. I wouldn't. Ice I, I, I don't. I wouldn't mix, mix any of the Fawcett characters. Um. Oh, not Power Girl. Um. No, none of the Global Guardians. Uh, any of the Justice League Europe members? <laughs> the, the Crimson Fox? No. Um, oh God! Yeah, what the hell were they thinking? Would you oh, what about uh, Mister Miracle or, or Big Barda? That's what I'm saying. Mm, that's a big part of the. Yeah. Yeah. That's the blah ha stuff. So, Blue Beetle, Blue Booster, Beetle, Blue, definitely. and Booster, Captain Marvel. Uh, really, Booster? You got it. Come on. I mean, yeah, not all right, a, all you right. got to have Booster. All right, Booster. What are we up to? Probably well, twenty. That's, that's twenty. Yeah, okay, that's definitely good. twenty. <laughs> you got yourselves twenty right there. All nice. Right. It was a lot easier than Avengers. <laughs> we, all right. Well, how about we top just ten? Carded a bunch of people. Top ten Marvel villains. Doctor Doom. Uh, Doctor one. Doom. One through five. You really? Uh, you really a villain? <laughs> oh geez where's Anthony Hopkins because we just walked right into the magic movie stealing, stealing a surfboard accounts is making you look better <laughs> top 10 villains Marvel Doctor Doom Doctor Red Doom. Skull uh, Doctor Octopus that drugs the leaper uh, the Doctor Octopus yeah Green Goblin Green Goblin um the leader has to be in the top ten. What? Uh, yes. <laughs> B- bullseye. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Kingpin? Yeah, I don't know. Not Kingpin. Dude, Loki's got to be on there. Yes. Loki yes. is definitely on yes. there. Uh, the Wrecking Crew, because they always got to talk about how they, <laughs> how they defeated Thor. Doom, I think Doom definitely. Did you say Kingpin, David? Yeah. Uh, he's, just- he's, he's on the... He's on the edge. If someone else can be number ten, then I say no. But King Magneto on. certainly. Yes. yes. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, Magneto, but yes. Uh, <laughs> Thanos. How about Namor? Uh, no, maybe maybe uh, in the twenties. Recently horrible miniseries aside, Ultron. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Okay. I mean, he's the he's the villain in the next Avengers. How movies. about Modok? No. no. Maybe most hilarious films of all time. Galactus. <laughs> Galactus. Yeah, there yes. you go. And Red Skull. Yeah, Red Skull will yeah, be number two. Red Skull. Yeah. Yeah, Vincent Red Skull. What about Phoenix? No. Uh, uh, no. But Zemo. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. Like, toward the fringes, though. I right. Yeah. If Kingpin's on there, then maybe, yeah. But the okay. Hate Monger. No? No uh, Hate Monger? Nah. Yeah. Well, I mean... Ooh, Molecule Man, yes. Love it. Yeah. You couldn't put Beyonder on there, right? Because he's not really a villain. <laughs> Dude, don't laugh. Beyonder's the I, shit. Crimes against uh, uh, comic book fans. fashion. Yeah. Uh, Venom. Venom, yeah. Oh, wait. What am I thinking? Apocalypse, dude. Yep. Got oh, him. yes. Mr. Sinister. Sinister. Nah, 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 nah. I like Sinister, but I don't think he... No, 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 no. Did no. you put Sabretooth ahead of Sinister? In a list of villains, yeah, Sinister had a much larger reach, and he he was he was pulling the strings on a lot of really important events, like Inferno's. Exactly. You know, Inferno's all Sinister. So, as far as troublesome, I would give it to Sinister. But visually, and you know, as far as the characters go, I think Sabretooth is a much more vibrant character than than Sinister. 
Uh, what about uh, Bullseye? Yeah, definitely top ten. Mystique. No, no, no. These aren't top ten. I, I think we already had the top ten. All right. Right. No, uh, no, no, Baron von Strucker. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, top twenty, maybe. Yeah. Um, onslaught. Mm, Too short lived. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mandarin. Yeah, he's up there. He's a, he would be up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet Witch. Um, oh snap! Well, look at you. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I was actually, speaking of Bennett, actually it wasn't Bennett, it was Brian K. Bond. I always thought the hood had potential. The hood had potential. And he was, and he was, he was, and he was, he he, he was, he was was a piece of shit in that Masters of Evil story that Bendis wrote that, um. Very cool character. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cool characters, uh, my boy Taskmaster. Oh, yes, Taskmaster needs to be, we need to shuffle stuff around, get Taskmaster in the top ten. It's my dog, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, that Bowen statue is great. Which one did you get? The Taskmaster one. Oh, the one you had. Okay, you yeah. know, I was in uh, Forbidden Planet um, briefly uh, this weekend. I ran in. Oh, you were too busy, dude. No, no. I'm just, I said briefly, dude. It was right next to the hotel room. Well, not right next, but about a couple streets over. Do you have? Or have you seen the the Deadpool statue? It's about two and a half feet tall. It's huge. Uh. No, I, I mean, I probably have seen it online. I haven't seen it in person. It's like, why don't you have that? Does it have a swappable head like the other one? Yeah, I don't know, but he's got, he's standing there and he's got the gun. He has his arm, um, raised and he's got the gun in his hand and it's just gigantic. It has presence. It's gigantic. It's like, you need that. You need that in your room. I'll buy it for uh, you. You can get it for me? Nice. Sure. Why not? That's the you do you, dog. I know. But, uh, so, hey. Let's talk about some comics. We get off the list for a little while because I'm thinking. Yeah, now we're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, let me check the time just so I don't pre. I don't do this too early. What am I doing here? Oh, look. Yeah, it's time. This episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wumba discounts, thirty-five to seventy-five percent off. Remember this. Federal Bureau of Physics, four ninety nine. Eternal Warrior number one, the trade of Eternal Warrior, four ninety nine. And get your Infinity stuff, the collected editions, at fifty percent off. And do not forget about those mystery grab bags. They also have a bunch of clearance items. You can scoop them up for way, way below retail. Like some stuff is like seventy cents on single issues. That's insane. In your travels, man, I am so not prepared for this. Really? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the, the the fallback I mentioned before. Read multiple warheads. The uh, the special. Ooh. It's called Downfall. It's extremely dirty. There's panels in there that would seriously make you blush if if you are a upstanding gentleman like myself. <laughs> uh, it's really dirty and very explicit and beautifully drawn. Character design out the wahoo. It's just so finely detailed. I love Mr. Graham's stuff. Read it. It's like eight bucks, but if you were smart enough to pre-order it, you probably got it for a lot less than that at DCB service. So go do that. Multiple warheads. Multiple warheads. Nice. I um. Well, I'm going to remind everybody about Umbral again. Um. Jason and I did not tag tape on this, so I won't talk about it tonight. We'll talk about it next week. Um, but I finished. I was going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it next week too. But I finished finally uh, the fourth book of 
Zeitgeist Talk, which is the first volume of the Tower Chronicles by Matt Wagner, Simon Bisley, Rodney Ramos, and um, it was fantastic. I mean, it was, it was looked and read consistent through all four books. All four books are about 75 pages or so, or so each. Um, so it's, and I believe, yeah, the hardcover was solicited a while ago, um, so you can get the first volume in one chunk. It was, um, it's, if, if you like demons and the occult and, and, uh, finding out that some, somebody who owned an apartment building in New York City didn't leave it to his son, willed it to, uh, to his nephew, so his son, the, the, the dead guy's son ended up, um, enlisting the aid of, of some gypsy woman and a curse was put on the apartment building. So tenants were, they didn't know why tenants were committing suicide by hanging themselves, throwing themselves out of a window, putting their heads in ovens. And, and then you find out what kind of demons were possessing the people to do that. It's just that kind of stuff. And John Tower, um, investigates things, but there's a, a, um, an overarching story where he's on a mission and, and, uh, you get it. He drops hints all throughout the series. And in the last page of the, uh, of the fourth book, um, we see why he does what he does or who he's fighting for. And, um, it, it all makes sense, but it's not, you didn't have to get that far to say, oh, all right, this is what I've been waiting for. It's all part of, of the story, but it, it's told really well. I'm looking forward to the next volume, but I'm going to say, go ahead and check out the Tower Chronicles. Respect it. That's a hell of an endorsement. Um, well, I think where you were going and where we're going to go next week, which I thought you were about to steal from me, but you didn't, thank goodness. I won't do that. In your travels, uh, by written by Mr. Bobby Kernell with a terrific uh, art by Mr. a friend of the show, Mr. Dave Wachter, uh, Night of a Thousand Wolves, um, which is a book that I wish I had read before um, Halloween because it was another book that would have fit perfectly in with the uh, horror-themed month we were trying to have. But uh, Dave and I both read it this uh, week, and uh, I think uh, with, we're not spoiling anything to say we both thoroughly enjoyed it, so we'll talk a little bit about it next week. But you can join us if you want. If you haven't read it yet, read it this week and then be ready to talk about it. Yeah, you can get the uh, collected edition from uh, from Comicsology if if you don't uh, if you don't have a paper copy. But yeah, no, definitely it's it's so pretty. I mean, that's that's redundant. Yeah, it's a Dave Waxer drawn book. You don't have to say how good it looks, but it is. It's I I remember Dave when he was doing scar tissue and and things here and there since then, and and he just keeps getting better, and and this just looks amazing. Yeah, no question. I agree with that. And also, uh, Comixology is doing a great sale right now um, on on Top Shelf. Like most of their recent releases are all like two ninety nine, three ninety nine. It's absurd. Yeah. So if you don't already own most of the Top Shelf catalog, which you should, shame on you for not. Uh, this is another attempt or a chance for you to get these amazing books. Um, I literally looked at all the lists today and said oh, I own every single one of them. Damn. But if you don't yet hook it up because these are fantastic comics and it's I don't know how Staros can afford to pay the rent charging two ninety nine for some of these books, but hey, you know, his uh his crazy eddiness is your gain, right? Yep. 
Love the top shelf. I didn't even get through the ones I ordered last time. I ordered too mm-hmm. many. Yeah. I can't get this lantern stuff out of my head. Thought you said it wasn't all that good. I, I got a love-hate relationship with this book. Even though David kind of warned me off it, there's something about the, the Green Lantern universe. I, I just find it really compelling, but it's hard. Absolutely. It's hard when you got writers like Peter Milligan, who I once regarded as really, really good, and his name on a book would be a sure sign of me buying it. He's, mm-hmm. He phoned it in on the Red Lantern stuff. Like, uh, Atrocitus, he doesn't even get the character. It wasn't filled with rage. We, no, listen to this dialogue. This this page made me laugh out loud. Um, Manhunters, you're confused, leaderless. It's true. A big part of me would like to tear you to pieces and burn this whole damn murdering lot of you. But we're going to have to learn to get along. Like, that's <laughs> atrocitous. We're going to have to learn how to get along. Can't we all be friends? It's nuts. And... But Kumbaya, I'm I'm hoping for better things with the next book. And David, do you know if it gets any better? Yes, it does. Um, the uh, John's last issue was was pretty good. I'm surprised that wasn't in there. Um, Silly. But after John's leaves and um, Venditti or whatever. Yes, Venditti. Um, he he. Uh, it, it's. I I read the first couple of issues, and um, so I haven't. I, I'm I'm still a few behind, and I it I I kind of dig the direction the Green Lantern is going in. Yeah, Hal it was it, Hal had a conversation with Carol that it was just like I, this is why I dropped this book at the first issue the first time well, he's, still, he's still bonkers over her he is but he's still is, well, hasn't she learned apparently she has because I think the no apologies guy said that uh, someone moves in on Carol nice she's hot in that purple costume I gotta say that <laughs> Well, that's the whole point of the star sapphire, yo. Yeah, yeah. And she's throwing love around. We will attack them with love. Like, oh, that's grown worthy. It really is. But I don't know. I would think that the Green Lantern books should be DC's X-Men because there's so many things you could do when you have members of these teams, like one's a, a, a squirrel, and you have all these alien races. They should be visually st- – every book should be visually arresting. When you when you have limitless possibilities of what kind of characters you can you can put on these teams, and some of them though it's just like wow this is the really the best you could do. It's all mm. the the art's all muddy and and it just doesn't go anywhere. And it's then then you'll have some books that are just and I, I'm not shitting on them. I'm trying not to because it, it's as it's good enough. But I would think that the the Green Lantern books have to be better than good enough. Like Aaron Cooter, good. Or Doug Mankey, good. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I really like the characters. I love the the concept and I, I like the books, but I, I'm, I'm torn. I, I, I can't say I didn't like this, but I really can't say I liked it all that much. I know. I know. How, why does that happen? And how do you think I feel, dude? What did you say, Jason? It's a dilemma. It is a dilemma. But I will stick with them. And I am reading the, 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 the current Green Lantern stuff, and I'm liking it a lot. So we do have that common ground, David. Yeah. Among uh, 
boatload of other things. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here. Are we going to end this, or should I? Uh, am I the only one that saw Thor the Dark World? I was going to yes. ask. You did see it. I did see it. How does it rank? Since we've done some ranking this, um, this uh, episode. You know, I thought it was uh, good, but I feel as though I am. This is a like when you when you break up with somebody, you say it's uh, it's it's me, not you. Um, I feel like I'm getting a little numb to the Marvel movie formula. Um, in that, like, I seemingly am getting more and more disconnected from what like the consensus overview of these films is. Because I would say, like, based on the forum, most people loved this movie. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe we can, it just doesn't feel as new or exciting to me. I'm getting spoiled. I I thought it was okay. Uh, I didn't think it was awesome. Um, I thought it dragged a, a lot of places. Um, I thought that uh, there, there wasn't much, um, there wasn't much of a plot. I mean, it, it, it the the plot is is basically relying on a conceit of of um, Natalie Portman being a dumbass. Is basically what it comes down to. Oh, the um, scientist, the brains from the first movie. She gets to be a dumbass this time. Yeah, she gets to be the damsel in distress this time. Um, but but there were like parts of it that were were fun. I mean, like the character moments were fun. Heimdall, we get we get to see Heimdall fight and use his powers this time, which is cool. Uh, he, he, um, Zachary Levy plays Fandral this time, and I think does a great job. Like I think that the uh, the Warriors three were great in this movie. Um, I think that Loki is awesome again. Like he's he's fantastic. Um, Are they brewing some kind of conflict with uh, Sif and Jane Foster? No, well, no. I mean, they they they, they implied a little bit of the je- jealousy, but there's nothing like nothing came of it. Okay. Um, you know, um, the, the weird thing about the movie, and again, this is totally a personal preference thing. They really, um, and, and whoever directed this one escapes me. I, I think it's Alan Taylor. Is that, oh, I'm not, I don't have it handy, but I think it's Alan Taylor who directed it. But he makes, um, he makes the idea of the Asgardians more akin to like science fictiony, like where, where they're, he almost treats them visually like they're, they're aliens, you know, and that they're a lot of their technology and power in worlds is very alien-like um, versus, like, magical, you know. So, like, the Dark Elves are something happens in the past that you're you're shown early in the movie, and the Dark Elves have kind of gone away. Most people think that they're gone forever, but Malekith and his people are um, basically in hibernation, and it's very much evocative of, you know, a, a science fiction movie where you've got that deep space freighter and everybody's in stasis. And then they wake up from stasis and, you know, they, they're in these pods and the, you know, the, the, the cable comes out of their neck and they wake up and it's like, everything's very organic and again, it's very alien. And, and I've seen a lot of people think that's really cool. And I love science fiction. So I can't say that like visually I would find that not appealing. Like if this were a space movie. But it felt weird to me to see the gods treated that way. So again, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a personal thing. I don't. It's just a choice he made that that seemingly would resonate with some and not with others. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Like I mean, my kids love the hell out of it. Um, they all gave it ten out of tens. Um, nice. My wife liked it. I mean, she thought it was good. Um, and there is the lead. 
for the ladies. Yeah, no, that's that doesn't hurt. Yeah, no, he looks good. Look, he's all he's beefed up. He's he's doing his thing, you know. Um, I'm also not a Cat Dennings fan. Oh and, no, no, and I'm not a fan of. They have turned Skarsgård in this movie into a complete bumbling fool. Right. And I don't get that at all. Like to me, he's a really good actor, and I don't see the point of him just being on there for comic relief. Right. Like he, he's not Jim Carrey, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, so overall, I'd give it like a six out of ten. Ooh, that's you know? not very good. Well, again, like I mean, I I'm, I enjoyed seeing it. I'm sure I'll buy the Blu-ray when it comes out. You know, it's it's in the pantheon. You know, but but I don't. I certainly didn't like it as much as the Avengers. I certainly didn't like it as much as Captain America, but. Now, see, I didn't see Captain America yet, mm. and uh, if I had a rank, Captain the, America's good. That's what but I, I like this I more than I like this more than Iron Man three. Uh, well, I, I like well, the, the Avengers is spectacular. That's my number one. Obviously, I would put the first Thor as number two. And oh, okay, okay. Um, then you'd like the, you'd give this more than a six, then. Okay. But I I like the Iron Man Iron Man movies in descending order. I was okay with the first one, and it just got worse from there for me. I, I really don't. Well, we we went over that. I just don't see the attraction. I don't. I don't. I, whatever. Um, but I'm. I need to see Captain America. Yeah, you really do, especially because the uh, the sequel's coming out soon, which looks amazing. By the way, it does. Oh, uh, my boy, the Falcon dude. Falcon is in it. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm kind of glad they don't have him in the red with the feathers and the yeah. Well, yeah. It, it doesn't work in this world. Yet. It, it's more Ultimate Falcon, which is cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I mean, I'm very partial to that, the traditional Falcon costume, but but I get why they didn't do it that way. Yeah, it just. I mean, it, I don't really think it would have worked on the screen. I don't buy the fact that the Spider-Man has the costume has to look the way it does because it just works better on the screen. But mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, the Falcon would be kind of ridiculous if they did that. Well, then it next to everybody else in, in dark, yeah. gunmetal, and blue. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. But I can't wait to see the Winter Soldier. It looks really good. It does. Yeah. I better watch the first one if I'm going to go into the second one, huh? No yes, doubt. Indeedy. Yeah. Need to hook that up, son. Get All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for being here. As usual, we'll be back next week. Same stinking time, same stinking channel, because we love you so much. And, and this is the reason why we do it. One of them. One of them, anyway. Call me. Yay. Bye. Yeah.